Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming to you live from the Build Ford Talk Studio. Boomer Asias and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Thursday morning. Boomer will be back tomorrow for a feel-good Friday. Still out in Vegas. He's flying back today after the Super Bowl's greatest commercials shoot. And then we'll be heading out to Vegas ourselves on Sunday. It means that Jerry is back in for Boomer. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? Good morning, Greg. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. What is the uh, the status of Jerry Recco right now after an 8.30 tip and a rough loss for the Scarlet Knights last night at the rack? Where How are we feeling this morning? I feel fantastic. Not a great night. Uh, rough night for the Scarlet Knights, but I feel fine. I'm good to go. Uh, where are we right now with the sleep? How did you uh, sleep last night? How many hours? We Four. We got four. Uh, a little less, but yeah, I'll say we'll round it up to four. All right, you'll take that. Yeah, no, we're okay. Then you know what? It, the game went uh, relatively quickly, low scoring, um, but for the most part, all good. Got out of there about eleven fifteen or so, eleven twenty. <sighs> yeah, man, oh, man. little. And it was funny that the theme of so there was one fan that goes this is behind us. He goes, "Why exactly?" They do it for TV, obviously, which mm-hmm. is why the eight thirty start. How come the Purdue Northwestern game? Two schools that are an hour behind us, right? Because they're right. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. one hour behind us. Why did they get a game at five thirty and we had to play it not not at eight thirty, eight forty two? Stupid. Yeah, it is stupid. Doesn't Very make stupid. any sense. Yeah, but whatever. It is what it is, and um, we move on. Eleven fifteen. I was in my third REM cycle <laughs> at that point. Eleven fifteen. I'll come in the bathroom twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I slept great last night, man. It was you. awesome. It was essentially an, an open night. For me, I told you I wasn't going to get into this Kevin Durant return. Didn't care about him when he was here. Certainly don't care about him now when he's on the Suns. Yeah. So uh, screw that. Went to bed early. I feel uh, phenomenal. Now, yesterday was a, a very interesting day. We were talking about uh, Golden Knights games with Peter Schwartz and my old Italian teacher called up from Belport Middle School. Today is going to be potentially even more interesting. I'm looking forward to this. Because two things. Ooh, two. Two things. One... We and I guess several other radio stations, but we'll be uh, debuting Billy Joel's new song. Oh, at least today. a portion of it, yes. Oh, very cool. A portion of it uh, at 7 a.m., so one hour from now. New music from Billy Joel. I mean, this is the first time he's put out a new song since that River of Dreams thing, right? Is that the 90s? Yeah, River I think Dreams? so. 92-ish? Right around there. 95, yeah. Okay. Somewhere in there. So when I probably had Vito Caparuso as an Italian <laughs> teacher was when that song came out. That's right. Uh, so first time, it's uh, 
was to turn the lights back on or something. What is the name of it? Turn the lights. The lights are on. Uh, turn the lights back on. Mm. That's what it is. Turn okay. the lights back on. Uh, a new song. So we'll play a, uh, a portion of that at 7 o'clock. And then 8 o'clock, the much controversial around these parts, apparently, O's the Mentalist mm. will come in and try to blow our minds. And as I said yesterday, if you don't know O's, you got to look him up on social media. If you saw Hard Knocks with the Jets, crazy stuff. He's done stuff all over the last number of years that has really been impressive. But uh, he is a guy that's going to come in and see, as I mentioned yesterday, four of the most cynical people on earth. <laughs> the cynicism level between the four of us is off the charts. You cannot match it with any other four people in the world. And I feel confident in that, in the fact that we grew up in the tri-state area. We are radio guys. I mean, that's the, the cynicism right there is just <laughs> we commute. Yes. I mean, it is. It, it's so if he if he can convince us that he does something special, he can convince just about anybody. So that'll uh, that'll happen at 8 a.m. this morning and coming in, in the middle of a stretch of weather that has been horrific around here. Oh, yeah. We haven't seen the sun in 10 days. Yeah, it's tough. It is tough. And then we go out to Vegas and don't see the sun for nine days. So that's going to be great. No, I'm confident we will for a couple of those. Yeah, you think? Yeah, I am for a couple of those. Just a couple of days? The entire week? Not so much, but a couple of days we'll get it. And we made it through January. Yeah, I know. February 1st, amazing, isn't it? One of the three death months, I call them. January, February, March. We have made it through one of them. Death month? The death months. Yes, because if you make it through that, you have survived... Survive the winter. This one, January's rough. This one to me is just as bad. And the extent, I think this is a leap year, I, I believe, right? It so is, we have yeah. the February 29th. The dumbest thing ever. Like, make June 31st a leap year. Add another day in June. Yes. Add another day in February. Nobody wants another day in I February. I do like that idea. But Not we, around here, at least. This to me is the month. You get through February, now we're good. Because even March can be awful, but at least there's hope that spring is right there. Yeah. February, February by far, wrong. if if you're drafting the worst months, February is at the top. Yep. It's 100% number one. Mm. And then January, Mar- March is tough too. January is probably number yes, two. Yes, but March can give you hope. It can. That's the difference. You might see a red-breasted robin, maybe a daffodil towards the end of the yeah. month. Something. Give us some hope. <laughs> uh, but yes, it is February. And we did go through this athletic article yesterday with the Jets and both of us Saw some stuff in there, but weren't overly blown away. I know BT after us said it was like the worst uh, referendum on a New York head coach in a very long time uh, with the stuff that was in there with Rob Sala, with Diana Rossini and Zach Rosenblatt of The Athletic. And I I don't even think that the stuff that was in the article was as bad as what happened after this dropped, which is that. Joe Douglas's top lieutenant, the guy who has been with him for so long that he brought over when he got this job, essentially gets fired after this article comes out. Yeah, And I'm sorry, but you're going to have to convince me and sit me down and and for hours to believe something otherwise. The fact that this guy was found out that he was feeding information I to Diana Rossini and Zach Rosenblatt. Could not agree more. And on top of it, this is the second time. That this has happened mm-hmm. with the Jets. Yeah. The first time with Zach Rosenblatt and Diana Rossini was the story about Zach Wilson being reluctant to go back in and start after the Tim Boyle experiment and how that didn't work out. And then immediately after all of that, Tim Boyle gets benched, then cut. And the story was at least Boomer had kind of gathered 
information at that time and said basically it was Tim Boyle's agent because Tim Boyle was talking to his agent saying, I heard Zach is reluctant to play. Then Tim Boyle's agent was like, goes to the athletic people to put it out there. Like, like are you going to bench my guy when this guy doesn't even want to go back in there? Then Tim Boyle cut right away. So the article's one thing because you're like, I don't know how true it is. And they're, they're dropping it now because no one's talking about anything around the Jets. And this is the perfect time to get people talking about it. But once you see... Twice now, people get jettisoned from the organization immediately after these reports. And when Aaron Rodgers publicly has talked about snuffing out the leaks in the building, that to me confirms that that place is a disaster. Yeah, no, no question. And the fact that he got fired yesterday or mutually agreed to part ways absolutely tells me that he had to have had some part in this. To me, the article, as I said yesterday, is just beating a dead horse. I mean, it was a lot of the stuff that we knew highlighted maybe a little bit more, maybe a couple of new wrinkles in there, but it was more of the same. It's a lot of what we thought. Um, but I do think that this is part of trying to figure out where the leaks are coming from so that this stuff doesn't happen again. I'm sure if you run down many of these NFL teams, like, do you think that the Josh McDaniels-led Raiders wasn't dysfunctional? Oh, sure Of course it was. it was, but there's no exposés written on them for whatever reason. Um, do you think any team that fired their head coach, you think the commanders were, and I, I think Ron Rivera is a good coach, but it didn't go well there. You think that was a cohesive group behind closed doors all season as they're no. losing game after game after game? I mean, this is what happens when teams don't play well. So none of it's a surprise to me. I thought it was a lot more of the same with a couple of wrinkles. But the big question would be, have the Jets rid themselves of the leak so that this stuff doesn't happen again? I know they said 30 sources inside (laughs) and out. Well, we can all find sources outside. But if you got someone on the in like that, that's a win. Oh, sure. I mean, and then, you know, Rex Hogan, it's funny because CeeLo brought this up too, where when Rex Hogan was fired and then you see some of the NFL people out there going, Rex Hogan, very well respected in the scouting community, all this stuff, which is basically... Once again, confirming that Rex yeah. Hogan was a source to these guys because they're going out there and kissing his ass after he gets fired. Uh, whereas guys like us know exactly what's going on. And I mean, it's it's almost like the Jets wanted to behead him in the town square. I'm serious. No, I understand. Make, Make him an, an example. example. Uh, yes. I. Yep. Just like they did with Tim Boyle. Yeah. It's like, hell, you going to do this? And we're going to show Aaron Rodgers that we're snuffing out the leaks. We're going to tell him, look, you wanted these guys gone uh, that were leaking stuff to the media, and we did it. Not once, but twice. Yeah. Oh, man. I still think the worst line in all of it is for jo- is that line about the assistant GM thing. Like, I'm Joe Douglas. I got to read that and just cringe that that's how people think of me. Yeah, and the line was that Joe Douglas is not the GM. Aaron Rodgers is the yeah. GM, and Joe Douglas is the assistant yes. GM. Yes. And, you know, for a guy that brokered that deal, you know, and has done in some places good in the draft, other places not so good in the draft, uh, went out and got the players, whether or not they were who Aaron Rodgers wanted or not. I mean, they've assembled a good defense. There are parts of this team that you do like to read that. That's a rough one. That is especially if that's how NFL types think of you. Yeah, I mean, that's what we said, and yeah, we I joked know, about it, and now you've got all these other sources that are saying that's exactly the way it is. Like like when we talk about Aaron Boone being controlled by Brian Cashman, I remember you know, Aaron Boone would fight back on that. He hated that. There's been several times that he, even when he had, we had him in here, 
he shot us a look when we we brought that up and he would fight against that um and and i still believe that there's a lot of influence from the front office with the yankee manager but i mean th- this is for for us to say that aaron rodgers is running the team and then with 30 sources going and basically confirming that yeah. and saying that joe douglas is an assistant gm they're going down with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's what it is. It's just you're either you, you're living and you're dying with a 40 year old quarterback off a torn Achilles. They are going to see this through. I mean, that is obviously uh, clear right in front of us. It didn't work last year. He got hurt. They are going to try this once, and we'll see. Now he gets hurt again, then it's over. I mean, at that point, it had, I don't care if he says he wants to play till he's 45. If you can't stay on the field, you can't play. Um, but they're gonna they're gonna give this a, a go next year, and we will see. How important the quarterback is. Now they've got they've got additions to make. They've got corrections to make. They got to fix parts of the offensive line. I think they got to fix the receiving core to a certain uh, degree because we we saw how some of those guys that were brought in didn't do a whole hell of a lot. Uh, what was it? Alan Lazard took a beat. Lazard that took yeah. a beating in that uh, article mm-hmm. as well. So we'll see what they are when it's put together. I think defensively you kind of know, um, but this is going to be for. Good, bad, or indifferent, it's Aaron Rodgers' offense, it's Aaron Rodgers' team, and that's what 2024 is going to be defined by. It's amazing that we all talked about how, and I was fully on board with this Aaron Rodgers thing happening and thought it was going to work. <clears throat> Nobody predicted an Achilles injury four plays in, but I, I would, it, this will be better than the Favre thing. It has to be. like it's You know that... The Brett Favre tenure with him coming here, getting off to a good start, getting hurt, playing through the injury, and then sending a picture of his penis to a employee. <laughs> like it's got to be better than that. No, it doesn't. And they look were eight at, and three, man. Right. I mean, in looking back on that year, it was exponentially better than what happened last year to the Jets. And maybe this whole experiment will be worse than that Brett Favre. It thing. might be. I mean, it ain't off to a good start. You know, Favre, I, like I said, eight and three, and the writers were writing about an extension for Mangini after they beat the, who I think the Titans were 10 and 0 when they beat them. And then no one, you know, Favre doesn't tell anybody about this injury. I was around it. Next thing you know, they completely nosedive and it ended poorly in Seattle. Mangini gets fired. Favre's gone. And it was like, what in the hell just happened in the span of five weeks? Like that's how quick it happened. Um, in this case, it was in the span of four plays. Let me ask you this, too, because you think you go back to last year or whenever all these rumors began, probably more like March, um, when it got heated and, and heavy with the rumors. And then the move happens and we think about what it was going to be and him going to the garden. And he was lauded. This is unbelievable. You fast forward now 10, 11 months and the feeling of just disgust <laughs> and you think about him in this team i mean you talk about flipping 180 degrees and i guess my question would be and it's a serious question how much of it do you think is contributed to the fact that he goes on that stupid show every week and oh. talks and talks and talks now a uh, huge deal and uh, boomer said it a million times never seen an injured player talk as much as he did and you know forget about him talking about the team and saying the the leak stuff but then also the the controversies and delving into all sorts of things that are hot button issues and that's what he wants to do and that's fine he's getting paid to do it but for the jets sake it's horrible so it's the worst possible thing because it just perpetuated this bad season it just it was a, it was a the the avalanche just got out of control because there was never any quiet time there there was no, never, never any quiet time for the jets even when Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing and going into next year 
maybe there'll be some delusional Jet fans out there that'll be excited before they play a game, but how could you be? I mean, you have to see it. You've got to see him play. You've got to see him stay healthy. You've got to see him throw four touchdowns in a game before you actually believe that this thing can can work because there's no blind faith this time around. No, I agree. Blind faith was fine last year, and I was all for it. Uh, matter of fact, I picked the Jets to maybe not win, but to win the AFC and get to the Super Bowl. I really thought defensively they'd be great, and I thought he was going to play uh, outstanding football. I never saw an injury coming. For a guy who I didn't have much of an injury pass and seemed to play through a lot, never, ever envisioned what happened to happen. And yes, you are right. Now it's a prove-it season. It's not, I mean, you can be excited for sure if you're a Jet fan. Oh, that's fine. You can have hope. But at the end of the day, I think most Jet fans are going to take a wait-and-see approach. You kind of have to. Yeah, and this, I mean, the, one of the more, more obvious statements of all time I'm going to make, but it just hammered. There's no better example than this. Like, no matter who you draft, whether you're you're drafting the offensive rookie of the year in Garrett Wilson or the defensive rookie of the year in Sauce Gardner, or you've got Quinnen and Quincy Williams and this great story that, that they are, and whatever you've done as a general manager, I know uh, Quinnen Williams was a McCagnan pick, but still, whatever you've done as a, general, as a general manager does not mean a goddamn thing if you whiff on that quarterback. Yeah. And the Jets whiffed on the quarterback as bad as you could, and that, more than anything, is the reason they're in this situation. It sets you back five years. Easy. Sometimes more. Sometimes more. And when you and you when you whiff over and over and over, you're talking decades, and that's where the Jets have been. Yeah. And then they tried to do this quick fix, which blew up in their face as well. And 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 this is why when you're when you're Joe Douglas, you've got your legacy will be tied to that guy forever. That's it. You know, Rob Sala wants to talk about you know quarterback play and what happens when your quarterback's injured to these other coaches and look at their records when they didn't have a good quarterback. He could try to to spin it any way he wants. Joe Douglas is never going to be able to get away from that. Joe Douglas mm-hmm. and Zach Wilson are tied at the hip forever. Yeah, and will be, and rightly so, and should be. Yep. All right, Boomer and Geo with Jerry and for Boomer on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. CeeLo joins us in just a couple of minutes. Top of the hour, new Billy Joel song that we're going to play. Guys, uh, that is the uh, first time since the 90s we have heard a new Billy Joel song. And 8 a.m. owes the mentalist comes in here and blows our mind. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I told you yesterday that Boomer had a very boring day the day prior because he was texting us constant Instagram reels. Then he called me uh, uh, two nights ago. Yesterday, I got one text from Boomer. Mm. Just one text. Well, yesterday was a busy day. It was a very busy day. That one text was a picture. Okay. It was a picture of, what do they call the stadium out there? Allegiant. Allegiant Stadium. It's a picture of Allegiant Stadium as he was driving up to it to do his show. And I got excited. I got excited for the game. I got excited for the trip. Just seeing it. It looks like a big Roomba, that stadium. Yeah. All black on the outside. I've seen it in person before. And I'm thinking, we're going to be in there. And Al Dukes is going to be miserable. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting next to me saying, when is this stupid-ass game going to end? This downtime is horrible. Uh, Usher's halftime show sucks. I cannot believe we have to get up tomorrow morning. And we're going to be in that building. The same building that Taylor Swift is going That's to be right. inside. Me, Al Dukes, and Eddie. And waiting through five two-minute and 30-second breaks a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> How many beers will you have at the Super Bowl? One. One? Uh, yeah, if I have, I got to do the show the next morning, I'll have a blasting headache if I have two. Plus, I'll have to go to the bathroom, and I don't know what the bathroom lines are going to be like there. Yeah, it's true. That is a problem. The new stadium, though, probably be okay. This isn't, you're not playing football at Shea. <laughs> like, I, it'd probably be all right, but you're, yeah, be lines. That's true. Do lines you, everywhere. Do you think there's a chance? Because I know, I know you don't sports gamble anymore, and I know that you keep the, the drinking to a, a minimum. Do you think that there's a chance you enjoy yourself at all at the Super Bowl? At the actual game? Yeah. Yes. Wow. No, 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 no. no. I'm thinking very positively. Oh, yes. <laughs> what would have to happen for you to enjoy yourself? A great, epic game? Yeah. 66-59 final. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of offense would be cool. Okay. A lot of touchdowns. Yeah, and just if there's no tools sitting around me, that'd be cool. The odds of that are... Yeah, but this is what I don't understand. These tickets are through the roof. You would think a more civilized human no. beings will be there. Everybody's a tool, Al, regardless of mm. financial status. Mm. Don't oh. you understand? Doesn't matter. I will say, though, there were no tools around me the last Super Bowl, or the only other Super Bowl I went to, the one down in Atlanta. They were, it was quiet. It was, it, was, it was like a wake, that game. It was so quiet and sad and sleepy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, which game was that? Oh, the Patriots Rams. Oh God, thirteen yeah, three struggle. Yeah, <gasps> I mean, I, I never thought I'd be sitting there yawning watching a Super Bowl in the building, and I was yawning. Everybody was just scrolling on their phones. Yeah, it was not much happening. I was there. like, this. I, I, 
I, I said at that point, I got to go to another Super Bowl at some point because if this is my only memory of being in a Super Bowl, it sucks. What do you think? Say. What do you think the prices would be? Now this is going back two years. Concession prices. If you're going to have Al have two beers, what do you think they're going to get for a craft beer? A craft beer. We're talking because that would be more in line with what you would get, right? We're talking a pint. We're not talking like a big twenty-four ounce uh, thingamajiggy. My guess is you're going to get a twenty-ounce beer. I don't know that the, at the stadiums give you anything smaller than that anymore. Okay, twenty sixteen minimum. All right, so let's let's do sixteen ounce. We'll do which is a pint, right? Okay. So we'll do a pint yep. of an IPA. Yep. I will say eighteen fifty. So this is two years ago, nineteen dollars. Oh, I was going to say twenty. Yeah, okay. Gio was on it. Fifty cents off. Yeah. What do you, what do you think a hard seltzer is going to cost you? Well, nobody drinks those anymore. They'll give them away. Um, but <laughs> they ain't giving away anything. I bet it's about the same. <laughs> now I would say fourteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And let's see. What do you think? A canned cocktail. Twenty-two. Seventeen. What? Oh, uh, that's what this says. oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. a can yeah, cocktail. Yeah, yeah. Like a malt, yeah, yeah. Like a malt uh, yeah. beverage. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, well, the, Not no. going to a bar and having to mix you a drink. This right. Whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, so you got to expect those to be up a little bit. So you're going to be looking at $20, $21 for your craft. So two beers out, $45. Very reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I've got a tailgate and drink before we get in there. <laughs> and this is a hot dog. Save some money. $12 and a t-shirt, which I know you want, your commemorative t-shirt, 55 what type of crap is Gina going to make you buy when you're there? Like, if she's not going to the game, she's going to want some sort of garbage. From well, the- she sometimes considers herself a minimalist. I'll just try to, like, be like, mm, you don't really want that in your house. It's going to take up space. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> considers herself a minimal- minimalist. <laughs> yeah, but she loves her, her uh, experiences. Yeah, like, when we went to the Rutgers football game, she bought a pom-pom. She bought uh, a, a, a brat. And you bought a gun. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen any of those items since she purchased them? I have not. Them? Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Mm. Uh, all right, CeeLo, what's going on, man? Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. So the Nets did go with the pregame video tribute for Kevin Durant in his return to Brooklyn last night. And then he got, we'll call it, a mixed reception during player introductions. And forward, 6'10 from Texas. It didn't sound like you got booed, really. Definitely a mix, but I sensed more cheers than booze. We'll call it maybe like 70-30. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There you go. That was Ian Eagle summing it up on yes. Understated reaction maybe from Durant as well because he had the the hood up. He's going through his pregame routines. You know what's sickening about it though? I'm sure you'll have clips in a second. Just like listening to him postgame, you would... Like, what'd you leave for? If he he wants to gush about the city and the coach and the team and his teammates, yet you couldn't wait to get the hell out of here. Well, whatever. I guess that's basketball related, but uh, once they tip the game off, just Durant playing some basketball. Booker to the top of the key with a pull-up jumper. Short, no good. Run down, though, by Nurkic. Out to Durant. Circles right. Euro step back left in a two-hand flush. 
for Kevin Durant. That, of course, is Chris Carino. The Brooklyn Nets suck. Yeah, well, they got beat last night, 136-120, as Durant poured in 33 points to help his sons beat his former team at Barclays Center. When he finally got to the postgame press conference, Durant did give some longer, insightful answers. This hour, uh, he's asked here if he sees his tenure with the Nets as a failure. All-star every year. I was leading vote-getter every year in all-star games. Sold a lot of jerseys, 50, 40, 90, like average 30. Like uh, all NBA, I mean, was that successful? Yeah, you know what I mean. But team success is a different thing. But you like yeah. to put the team, the team, how the team does. We like to put that on you know, one of the best players. In other words, it's not that simple in his eyes. So I hate you. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> it's a strange guy. Yes, very. But at least he didn't like shut everyone out and just give one or two word answers. He, you know, he tried. He to, was always good with yeah. media. Always was. Yeah. Uh, speaking of complicated, how about Ben Simmons? So we joked yesterday, <laughs> hey, he's already on the injury report with a knee contusion, which he apparently suffered Monday in his return yeah. from this latest lengthy absence. And then after our show ends yesterday, the Nets put out the updated injury report, and all of a sudden he's downgraded to questionable, yep. and he didn't play last night. So here was the, Jacques uh, Vaughn the pregame. Out of the downgrade came at around 5 o'clock or so. I was like, yeah. you got to be joking. Yep. Well, here was Jacques Vaughn uh, said he's got to keep Ooh. believing that Simmons will be able to give them some consistent minutes eventually because... He saw the impact that he has on our team when he plays. It was evident <laughs> and clear as day. Uh, they and so uh, I do look Come forward on. to him getting through this swelling and getting back out on the floor for us. Oh, boy. Nets at Sixers they, Saturday. They so. are better with him, but you beat Utah. Right. Let's relax. Looking forward to him getting through this swelling. <laughs> swelling. One game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. By the way, the, organization. the post-game show, and yes, I was obviously listening to it on the way home. Yeah. Carino and Capstraw did a segment on Gilligan's Island. A segment on Gilligan's Island? Yes. Why? I don't know. <laughs> How did that I have come up? no idea. You, you listen I to the show. How did it come up? It came up. Someone mentioned Gilligan on Twitter, and they got into Gilligan's Island All for right. a few minutes. I mean, I guess. <laughs> this is where we're at. As far as breaking down the current oh team, Gilligan's Island is well, probably more too. appealing. You know? But yeah. Uh, all right, you've got the Red Hot Knicks off winning 14 games in the month of January. Look at a kickoff February with what would be a ninth consecutive victory when they host the Pacers at the Garden. So I, I know some of this on our airwaves yesterday, some concern that we haven't gotten like definitive word on Julius Randle. You guys concerned at all that there's uh, something afoot yes. here? Yeah, I'm definitely concerned until I get a date that they expect him back. But and the Knicks, you, I feel like they're pretty cagey in general nowadays with the media as far as access and telling us things listen man i opened the show yesterday talking about how nervous i am about all of this so yeah I know something that. like this yeah. is I'm, I'm nervous until i see him back and healthy and by the way him coming back and playing doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be as good as he was because right. he's dealing with an injury that's true so Which i want to the playoffs last year yes mm-hmm. so i want to see him come back and be the guy that he was before i'm not nervous about it fair enough so we had the durant return in brooklyn on the opposite coast damian lillard back in portland as the bucks lost to the blazers 119 160 he got a standing ovation and the video tribute treatment as well. But I uh, wanted to make sure everyone knows that he wasn't crying during it. Like the whole game, I was trying not to like, sometimes when I sweat, like I get sweat in my eyes and stuff. And I was trying not to like wipe my sweat because I didn't want nobody to be like, man, I think he crying, you know. So I literally was trying not to like even do that. But I mean, it didn't. I just was wiping my sweat off. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not crying. It's just raining on my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, he did uh, essentially say, hey, chance I could come back here somewhere down the road. So committed to the Bucks right now, but loved it in Portland so much. Uh, you know, you never know. Maybe that uh, at the end of his career could see himself back there at some point. All right, I'll play you a couple of clips because you guys, you referenced the Jet story from yesterday. You went through it. Yeah, nothing earth-shattering in your eyes. I know Jerry felt, yeah, okay. You know, I thought it was pretty much dead right. horse, as All I right. said. Well, um, I would say uh, Brandon Tierney solo yesterday after skimming through everything that was in there. Just kind of further emphasize where he stands with Robert Sala right now and his status as the head coach. We just were hoping that this coach would be able to motivate and keep things together. And he didn't. Why is he here still? I'm dead serious. Why is he still the coach? All right, so he wants him out. And then in the afternoon, Tiki was out in New Orleans. I'm not sure for what. So you had Marash sitting in with Evan, Giant fan, Jet fan, Marash. Uh, they got into it a little bit because he, like BT, feels that Salah's got to be out and the Jets have to make a move now for a more established head coach. You should be as all-in as possible, Rodgers. It is all-in. And that's having the best head coach possible. Unfortunately. Not a guy incapable of doing the job. Boy, you turned so red. Because it's BS now. I'm tired of the crap football in this town. No, you're tired of the we crap football. We got Aaron Rodgers here. Yeah, Go get the best head coach in place. This guy sucks. I don't think Robert Sala's a good head coach. You give him the best chance to win oh. right now. Because they're not high. He gives you no shot to win. Oh. He all gas, around no like break. a loser telling everybody in that office what a guy's doing. Doing at the quarterbacks. I don't know. Kevin Stefanski got off his ass with Joe Flacco and made the playoffs. He's wrong. So they were going back and forth quite a bit yesterday. Yeah, the visual of that is something with their screaming with their <laughs> high pitched voices and, and, and the beard. Yeah, right. Evan's got that beard that's got like a red breasted robin sitting in the middle of it. <laughs> you used red breasted robin twice in the first half hour of the show. I did. Look at it you. was in my mind because of the, <laughs> the right, spring though. thing. It does look that way. Um, and then, uh, you know, Morash looking like a beluga and the two of them just sitting there it just it's incredible <laughs> screaming about football you know oh. it is it's just funny i did like his points there more so than his uh take on oh, o's God. and all that so i, I almost mean, called him down yesterday. that path oh really but i had you in my head <laughs> who had what are you gonna call i it just about? Uh, listen i'm no nick fan you know that i thought evan was way over the top on you know that this team they're a nice team they're not a championship team. They don't have a top five player. Can't win without a top five player. I thought it was a lot of what nonsense. Was he saying they've graduated? That was his big thing. Yeah, yeah. I just I thought he was really trying to troll the Nick fan. And as a net as a fellow Net fan, I wanted to call up and shake him and say, just knock it off already. He sounded I thought he sounded stupid. Personally. Like a like a petty sort of Very much so, yes. Mm. Yeah. And I'm not saying he didn't believe what he was saying, but it just it came off awful. Were you listening when Keith McPherson called in to kind of check them on Aaron Boone a little bit? No. So they were getting into how... What is uh, going on here? Yeah, well, Boone, I guess when he was on with John Boy, they asked him about what he did during the offseason, and he mentioned how he, he took his family on vacation to Uruguay. So they started like, what? And they went with some other friends, and they were doing this whole thing about why would you go to Uruguay with other people, blah, 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 blah. So Keith called in and basically said, look, I know Aaron Boone a little. I've interviewed him. Like, you know, he and his wife adopted two kids from Haiti. Like, they're very worldly people. So, like, before you start kind of... Taking a know the details. The, yeah, exactly. Of course, exactly. I've had my foot in my mouth many times, not knowing details. And it wasn't confrontational yeah. or anything. He was just trying to, you know, give them some information a little bit. You know where Micah Parsons went on vacation? No. Peru. Really? Yep. Huh. Isn't that where the ayahuasca was with uh, Aaron Rodgers? I think so, yeah. Or maybe Mike maybe Parsons doing that. Ohio, ayahuasca. He, they adopted two kids from Haiti? That's what Keith said, yeah. I didn't know that. Did I, I, know I that? remember knowing that they adopted kids. I don't know that I knew that they were... From Haiti. 
And these kids are grown up now. Like he, they have one kid that's in college at Arizona State. One maybe is a teenager, Amazing. high school kid. So there are some really good people out. there. I was there. just yeah. about to say that. Like yeah. that. Like when when I'm judging the 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 core of somebody, like the thing that you can't top is the adopting a child yes. thing. I did know they had like, like they had their own kids and they adopted a few kids that I I'm pretty sure I knew well, they were from another country. Especially if you have, you have your own kids and then you're yeah. now adopting kids from these third world countries. Mm-hmm. Think about the two different spectrums. <laughs> we got a guy who's got their own kids and they're adopting kids in need and they do it willingly and they provide them love and a home and send them to college. We work with a guy who adopted a dog and wants to give away the dog. <laughs> <laughs> complains about it on his Instagram story. Tells other people not to get dogs. Worst mistake of his life. Oh, yeah, worst God. mistake of his life. Oh, boy. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Boons have a patient valedictorian. <laughs> Incredible. If I ever met Aaron Boone, I'd be like, you regret that at all? <laughs> oh, you want a dog? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, empty nester, your kids are in college. I got a dog to keep you company. Oh, man, that's good. Uh, Just to clarify, by the way, only because you guys mentioned it from that Jet story about the assistant GM thing Mm -hmm. with Joe Douglas. Just because, you know, they had a variety of sources. That particular quote and comment came from an AFC yes, general manager. AFC GM. So just it wasn't from inside the walls there. No, not that specific quote. That one. Yes, right, and correct. I think G even said that was okay. from, from somewhere around the league. Fair enough. Very good. Um, Baseball-wise, there was some talk maybe Wandy Peralta would come back to the Yankees or the Mets could get involved. Mm. How about him getting a four-year deal from the Padres? And I know it's only for $16.5 bucks, so the, you know, AAV is low. And he's got three opt-outs. So he's got all the leverage. Say, hey, if I do really well, see you later and go back into the... I just was surprised at this stage, when you look at the other relievers and the contracts they've signed for, a 32-year-old lefty gets himself a four-year deal with three opt-outs. That's a good agent right there. He's got all the leverage. He gone to San Diego, and uh, so the Yankees are uh, going to go with their uh, internal options out of the bullpen there. And quickly, college hoops-wise, you had uh, UConn for Providence, 74-65. St. John's lost to Xavier, 88-77. And poor Jerry uh, had to watch Rutgers fail to crack 50 last night as they lost ah! to Penn State, 61-46. So. Tough shooting night. Yeah. 2-7 and seven in uh, conference play. Not what you want. No, I would have bet the ranch that they would have won that game last night. Mm. And they did. Late night for you, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah was. Not ideal, as they say. <sighs> as uh, you would say, because not you love it. Yeah, not what you want. Yeah. <laughs> All right, see you, we'll see you next hour. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live at the Build Ford Tough studio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hi, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. The Panthers, Carolina Panthers, hired Dave Canales, who is the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And back in the fall of 2022, there was a book that he wrote detailing some of the struggles he had in his life with binge drinking and porn addiction and how he was able to get through that. And he wanted to let people know with some of the things that he was able to accomplish with those demons that he had. Now, the thing that I want to know is, like, if you're in that interview process, you're David Tepper, you're Dan Morgan, the general manager there. Do you bring that up in the interview where you're doing a research on the guy, you sit him down, and you're like, listen, this whole porn addiction thing and this binge drinking, like, I'm really happy that you've cleaned yourself up and you're in a position now where you're, feel like you can tell people about your struggles and all of this but like am i gonna with the pressure of this job am i gonna see you with a a a a bottle of bullet bourbon and big wet butts on the the screen here when you're supposed to be watching film you know what i'm saying i I think it might be a conversation considering it's a public it's out there it's a book he wrote it looked to say and wrote it with his wife by the way wasn't just him um but I think you've got to take him and his wife at their word that he's kind of a lot of people, you know, rehabilitate themselves. So yeah. uh, if it hasn't affected his work, you know, where he was in Tampa and where he was in Seattle, then I think you go forward with it. And you again, you got to hope that he's on the right path. And it was more than what you said, too. It was also the cheating uh, on his wife and talking about how he would take his ring off and go out with his buddies. And did you see the line. I mean, you talk about we talk about the Joe Douglas line and the, about being the assistant GM. You see the line from his mother-in-law, where she basically said, "I knew there was something about you I didn't like. Now I know." <laughs> <laughs> Which I understand a hundred percent, but my God, yeah. And then there's my mother-in-law who likes me more than my wife does. <laughs> so I guess that's a good thing, right? It's not a bad thing that your yeah. mother-in-law likes you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, and I know that he went the you know the religious route and all of that stuff that got him clean and 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 good for him. I just I don't know. I, I don't. I'd have to be. I'd have to talk to a professional about this. I don't want to sound callous about it, but like I don't take the porn addiction thing seriously. Mm-hmm. Or when I hear sex addiction, I feel like those things are covers for just especially the sex addiction like someone will get caught cheating or whatever happens and they'll be like i'm a sex addict i gotta go to rehab that was like, david duchovny yeah steve phillips remember that mets general manager yes i yes i do with the yeah with the fellow employee right yeah 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 sunday night Shea, baseball yes. yeah yeah i'll get a i have a line about that i used back then i'm gonna stay away from yeah now. but anyway so I just feel like that is a cover for being an a-hole. It might be. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like like addiction with drugs and, and, and alcohol and these things and gambling. Like, I understand. But, like, if you get caught cheating, you're like, ah, oh, I've got a problem. It's like, do you? Or are you just like someone who has got those urges? And got caught. And got caught. Yeah. So I give his wife a lot of credit because they are still together. It looks like from, I didn't read the book, obviously, from, but... The story that I saw and the photos that they they posted looks like they've got three kids. Yeah, you know, not infants either. It looks like I would say between four and twelve, something yeah. like that. 
Um, that's another thing about reading or excuse me, writing a book like that and publishing it. Like your kids are going to read that at some point. Like that's a tough thing to, I mean, I think it's great for the awareness and, and putting aside the, the porn addiction point that you're making, just the, but the infidelity and the, the alcoholism and all of that stuff, like it's great that you're helping other people, but at some point you're going to have to talk to your kids about that too, because you've told the world. Yeah, that is that is true. And maybe they read it. Maybe they don't want to read it. Maybe Dave Canales wants them to read it. I, I don't know. But yes, that is a point I hadn't thought about. Like, how much porn do you have to watch to consider yourself a porn I addict? I don't know. I, I, I do not know. Yeah, but just your opinion about it. Like, I, like, um, like a, twice a day? Is that what... Every day? Twice a day, every day? I is that think, a porn I addict? I actually think it would be a little more than that, but... More than I don't, that? I don't think you're far off. Well, when I think of an... Because when I think of an addict, I think of someone that's consuming it incessantly. Yeah. If you're telling me that someone's looking at it a couple of times a day, a couple of minutes here and there, are you addicted to it? I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess if you can't stop looking at it, yes, that would be the definition of being addicted to it. I think of more, like, let me ask you this. Yeah. If someone has a glass of wine every day, are they addicted to wine? Are they an alcoholic? Yeah, this is see. These are the things that I'm very, very sensitive yeah, to. This. Tough. These are the things I don't know the answers to, and I don't want to sound uninformed because I know a lot of people struggle absolutely with this. So I, I kind of, I, I do want to. I, I don't like not having an opinion on it, but I don't want to say the wrong thing. In, in my opinion, if you are someone who has a glass of wine a night and you can stop at any point and not get angry about it and you're not that alcohol isn't leading you down the road of making horrible decisions and it's just a glass of wine that should not be a problem you know whereas if you're telling me that the first thing you do like i think alcoholic someone the first thing they do is they wake up and they get the you know the cheap bottle of vodka on the nightstand and that's the first thing they drink or when someone takes the all the alcohol out of the house because you're an alcoholic and then you you drink rubbing alcohol like that to me is the alcoholic and that's extreme for yeah. sure and you know also cigarettes i mean that's that's the obvious the easiest one to pinpoint because of the i mean my god if you, you have the withdrawals on it you come with alcohol too yeah um but usually the first thing when back in the day when someone would smoke coffee cigarette like literally within five minutes of waking up and if you don't have it you know you you can't control yourself i mean I don't. I think there's different layers to it, but I think you're right. If you can't get through your day without it, you're addicted to it. Yeah, I could. I could probably. Like, I don't want to stop drinking, but I probably could. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stop watching porn, but I probably could. <laughs> um, the one thing I'm being honest. No, I get it. The the one thing that I don't think I could live without is caffeine. That's the thing I okay. think I would have a problem giving up. I think I have a caffeine addiction. Okay. Well, I think Be- a lot of people do. And because of our hours, and if I, like on a weekend, if I don't have any caffeine from the time I wake up till about noon, I get a headache. That's amazing. And I, I, get, a, I get edgy and annoyed. The may- I do not have that issue at all. Yeah. I will go a whole weekend without drinking a cup of coffee. See. I'll go a couple of days, and then there, and then I'll have a day not like Eddie, where he's drinking what nine or ten cups. Eddie, would you say? Say again. How many? How many cups of coffee a day do you drink? About uh, nine or ten. Okay, I won't have a day like that. 
But there could be a random Saturday where I have four cups just because I enjoy it. And then I'll have weekends. I don't touch it. It's yeah. very strange. But I that's a real thing for almost all of society. Yeah. Is the caffeine addiction. Yeah, you know, when people make those jokes about it, like, oh, don't talk to me before I have my cup of coffee. Like, and they're like that whole thing. But there, there is like a... There's some, some people very real. That. You yes. literally can't talk to me. I'm like in a total fog. It's the first thing I have to do. Yeah. No, I know. I'm, I'm sort of, I'm, I am the same way. And like, it, it's that there's a craving sure. for it. Yeah, yeah. So that's the one thing I don't think I, I, I mean, I'm sure I could if I really put my mind to it, but I don't, I don't feel like I need to or want to. Mm-hmm. And I sort of need to have that, that burst. Uh, all right. Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Free porn. <laughs> Welcome, Boomer. With, <laughs> <laughs> With Jerry and for Boomer, we have a couple of calls on the line that are interesting as we continue on this morning. Uh, but we do have to get to this Billy Joel song right at the top of the hour, and then uh, and then we'll go to a porn addiction phone call right after that, which is the which is a dreams come true here on WFA and Billy Joel new Billy Joel song right into the porn call that'll be coming up next. <laughs> this is the new Billy Joel song. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, Boomer and Gio Coney alive. The Built Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So, right now, the embargo is up, and we are one of a few radio stations out there that will be debuting and listening to a portion of the new Billy Joel song, which is Turn the Lights Back On. It's his first new song in decades. Columbia Records announces this today, February 1st, 7 a.m. So uh, they asked us, would you like to be part of the group that debuts us at 7 a.m. on February 1st? We said yes. So Jerry, for the first time ever, nice Billy Joel, turn the lights back on. Please open the door. Nothing is different. We've been here before. Pacing these halls, trying to talk. Over the silence And pride sticks out his tongue Laughs at the portrait that we become Stuck in a frame Unable to change I was wrong I'm late It, it is sounds good. like classic Billy Joel. Yeah, and no, I am I am not a like a ballad guy, like a slow song guy anymore because I'm sad enough on my own. Um, but I like this. Yeah, I do, and I'm not lying about that. I mean, I would. I'm hearing a cello in the background now. He's bringing in all sorts of strings. Maybe you love me. Maybe it's amazing though that maybe I'm sure he wrote a ton of songs yeah. in that time from the last release and he decided finally that this was the one he wanted to put out. But this is good. I think it's very good. I'm trying to see. I'm, so this is on Spotify now, correct? It is, yes. 
It I'm, was dropped right at 7 a.m. I'm man. curious in five minutes, like, how many people, how many times it's been streamed already. I mean, because I would think, I mean, Billy Joel's the legend, so I would think yeah. he's got his hardcore diehard. But you got to remember, too, there's a lot of older people that are Billy Joel fans that don't have Spotify that are somewhere looking right. for a Tower Records to buy this thing. Fair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tower Records. Sam Goody. Yeah, where's, what is this Panera Bread? There used to be a Tower Records in here. Um, so, yeah. But hey, listen, Billy Joel, that, that voice to me growing up on Long Island just reminds me of the summertime. Yeah. Like a barbecue in someone's backyard or out at Fire Island and a, uh, a boat pulls up and throws the anchor and you're, and you're listening to him. It's just uh, that voice will always bring me back. And I remember uh, coming back to New York one of the years I was living in Pittsburgh to see Billy Joel at the Garden and like him doing New York State of Mind when I had left New York for a number of years was like a emotional thing oh, for sure for me because it was the song also that they would play you know leaving shea stadium win or lose they would always play that as like the last song as you were leaving and i used to go to so many games that would remind me uh, of that and that was also uh, new york state of mind was the the mother uh mother son dance at my wedding me mm. and my mom because we went to all the mets games together so we did we did that we obviously had to shorten it up because it's a long ass song there's no way people are going to watch us dance for six minutes we somehow made it like two and a half or something too yeah, yeah um so yeah i mean i've got i've got strong billy joel memories i think this was pretty cool and he sounds great i mean i don't know how much help he needed but it sounds fantastic and also you wonder he still has shows at the garden right he's got a few more i think he's doing i'm not sure i, I think that's coming to an end soon mm-hmm. but i that's got to be part of it now no yeah absolutely you throw that in it. there yeah. You throw that in there. Absolutely. So good good Pretty for good. Billy Joel. Pretty good. How old is he now? 75? He has to, he has to be in his 70s. Just Google it. Yeah, I will. I he just... broke onto the scene, what, late 70s? 74. Late, right? Yeah. Late 70s? Yeah. 74. That's a long time ago now. Billy Joel. May 9th. Another birthday coming up at 75. Uh, very good. Uh, all right. We were uh, talking about porn addiction earlier. And uh, the Dave Canales, who was the head coach of the Panthers, said he was uh, addicted to yep. porn and uh, binge drinking. And I said, uh, I, I'm sensitive to these things, but I, I don't, um, when I hear porn addiction, I sort of, in a way, don't take it as seriously as the other things. And I need to talk to somebody who's a professional about it to believe in it maybe a little more. Um, so someone did call up, and it's Carl in New Jersey, and he is a psychologist, and he's got some... Uh, notes, I believe, or some uh, uh, information on porn addiction. Uh, Carl, good morning. How are you? How you doing, guys? Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Jerry. Good, good morning, Carl. Carl. It's interesting topic as I dropped to drop my son off at school here. Perfect. So, I get is the, is the is the question whether or not porn addiction is real? Um. Hmm. I know that's a very simple way of putting it. I mean, I... I, I think I, more how serious is yes, it. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, I could see people being <clears throat> totally into porn and watching it too much, but I, it, how does it... How serious is it compared to some of these other things that I've seen ruin lives? Like, I don't... I've seen alcohol, drug use, gambling use ruin lives. I've never seen someone watching porn and having it ruin their life. Well, that's just it. How does it affect their life and how much are they watching it? Is it interfering with their relationship or their marriage? Um, has their marriage and their sexual relationship in their marriage become stale because of their um, consumption of pornography? It's not recognized in our, in our diagnostic manual as a disorder um, that we can diagnose at this point. 
addiction is, but porn addiction specifically is not. Um, so it's sort of like a, under the umbrella term of sex addiction. It, it falls in line of that. What we look for is, is it disrupting the person's um, current level of functioning? Has it interfered with their relationship? And the one thing about pornography that could be a little more concerning is um, the increasing need for deviant uh, type of content. So deviant being, if you're watching, I don't know, uh, I like big butts or something simple like that. And that turns into more deviant, uh, dirty type of pornography and that increasing need to, to satisfy that, um, or satiate. Yeah. All right. So like, like, like you're saying, it's, it's going from having a, uh, a Snickers bar after, uh, dinner to satisfy your sweet tooth to then have, you know, eating an entire birthday cake by yourself. Like, like you just keep trying to, to get to a level of satisfaction because you're bored with the normal stuff. Yes, very good analogy, Gio. <laughs> very okay. good analogy. Yeah, um, interesting. So you, have you talked to people that, that you believe were addicted to porn to a point where it was uh, ruining their marriage, or, or is this just stuff that you have read? Well, interesting. I, I, I work in a prison and do a lot of evaluations on um, sex offenders. Mm. So the role of pornography in their uh, specific offense and, what, um, and how it's complicated their lives, uh, so it's certainly something I touch upon. Um, but I see a lot of kids doing a private practice and pornography, as you know, is easily accessible to a lot of these kids. And how does that, um, sort of alter their thought process or their perception of what, um, appropriate sexual contact is with a, with a female or male, as you know, you can, a simple Google search can give you some sort of really dirty content. You know what I think is, is prop. Now you tell me if I'm right or wrong here, but what I think is even more problematic is only fans. Because what you have there is more of a like face to face interaction or like a one on one interaction where the where you're paying to get these people to yeah. do what you want, right? I mean, isn't yeah. that a more than just like watching a video of of two people? Like because that right there could screw up relationships. Because if you if you are a young person growing up in that world and you think that's how it works, like. I'll pay you. I'll say whatever the hell I want, and you're just going to do what you want for me. I think that over the long term could be a bigger issue. Absolutely, great point. Yeah, and then how does that affect, say, if it's a married person? How does that affect your marriage? Right? How is it disrupting your level of functioning on a day to day basis? So yeah, great point. All right. Well, listen, Carl. I'm glad you called in. Uh, to me, this is uh, this is interesting, and it all stemmed from this uh, Dave Canales story. Yeah. I, you know what? I probably should have asked him. I wonder if this is more prevalent in married men or women or you know couples and how many single people would actually say that they have the issue hmm. yeah because that would go back to your point then do you just classify yourself as such because you screwed up a relationship because if you're single you're not screwing up anything other than your own mind and i don't know how many people would come forward and say they have an issue that's true but i mean it depends what type of single person you are if you're a single person that is desired by the opposite sex all the time then you're probably not sitting around watching porn every day if you're someone who can't get a I'll date. use <laughs> jesus eddie if you're someone who can't get a date you know and you're doing that and then finally you do get a date and you're like you're thinking that oh, well okay is this person going to this person's just here for my own pleasure and they're mm-hmm. not a person they're just sort of a right, to your point about the only fans thing right like that that right. i could see being being yeah. an issue that's that's fascinating I don't know. It's an interesting topic. Like, I remember... One I didn't think we'd be talking about this week. No, 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 <laughs> me either. But it originated in sports, Jerry. Yes, it with did. Dave, with yeah, 100% Canales. it did, yes. Um, and I he's w- got to meet the media still, by the way. Oh, 
He has not. I don't think he's done an introductory press conference yet. If I worked for for Brazzers or Pornhub, I would send somebody to that press conference. I, I would Ed, to be like to promote my brand. That would. That's, that's what just, I would do. That's cold. I know, but I'm just telling. you. I know what a, you're saying. It's that's capitalism. Cold. It's a we. This is an opportunity. It's the NFL. All eyes are on the NFL. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> send, send like a porn star there and be like, "Remember me." <laughs> See how that goes over. <laughs> They got to credential them. You can't just walk in. Come on now. Listen, the Panthers need some some juice. They, yeah. need, some, they need something. I mean, you're talking about buzz or no buzz with the Dave Canales hire. I mean, my we goodness. We got some buzz this week. It's a little bit a little bit more buzzworthy now. <laughs> people like weird porn. Do not look at me, Jerry. I'm not looking at you. But, I mean, there are people that want to suck a foot. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... You know, also when when you don't experience it, and I, I'm I'm guilty of this too. Like if you don't experience something in your own personal life, it's harder to believe. Like I remember when when COVID was first starting, I was like, I don't know anybody with COVID. You know, like until I hear all this stuff, people in Italy, people here, that I, I don't know a single person. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, everybody you knew had COVID. So like with this, it's like I I could give you you know people struggle with alcohol, people struggle with drugs, people struggle with gambling addiction. I've I have not in my own personal life heard somebody that's like you know i my entire life went in the toilet because of yeah i'm, I'm with you i really the, the the first time i heard of this as i mentioned before is david duchovny other than that i don't know of anybody that has admitted to it i'll say it that way yeah and and CeeLo brought this up in the warm show um josh mccown oh that's about right this. and ben roethlisberger too right he wanted to quit pornography I don't. I don't remember that. I, but he, he was quitting certain. everything after Milledgeville. Let me tell you that he was. He quit. Yeah, everything. that was more. No, this was more recent actually. Yeah. But I remember there was a Josh McCown. There's audio of Josh McCown that probably isn't that hard to to find, where he's talking to a group of people, and he's like, he, he, his analogy is makes no sense. He's like, you know, when you're on a plane, and let's say you're on a plane, and you think that. Your destination is one place and you're let's say you're going to Cincinnati and you land and then the captain says welcome to Denver and you go Denver I thought I was supposed to be in Cincinnati that's what porn is <laughs> what I'm telling you we used to play that on Geo and Jones all the time I'm sure you did and I what yeah, doesn't make any sense. Hmm. I gave you a good uh, dessert analogy to the psychologist. He liked that one. He liked that. This Josh McCown analogy, not so good. By the way, June 2020, Ben Roethlisberger discusses past addictions of alcohol and porn. Okay, there you go. All right, yeah. very good. Uh, John in Port Jeff. What's going on, John? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, man. Uh, I, I was talking to you, screener. You know, it has more to just be doing with addiction to porn People who have been sexually abused, uh, as myself, that addiction turns into more than that. And the porn's not satisfying. So to go out, as he had said, you know, the gentleman who wrote the book with his wife, to go out and cheat is just uh, engaging in more of that satisfaction as porn. It ruined my life, uh, my first marriage, uh, because of the fact that of being abused, you look back gratification and, and psychologists will tell you that but unfortunately you know at that time you know it ruined my life to look outside of the porn industry um, and, and it's sad to say that but being a realist and seeing where that got me to meeting the person in my life now 
has changed that drastically, not because of the sex addiction that it's there with her. It's because of the fact that it's somebody who's actually caring about your life hmm. and understanding the whole ramification of the abuse and things that have happened in your past. Interesting. Uh, and, John, I appreciate you sharing all that on, on the radio. But that that made sense to me. That's deep. Yeah, it was. But see, this is what I'm saying. This is why I stopped myself earlier. I'm like, I don't Because you don't know. Because someone like John, who obviously laid all of that right. out. Right. There's a lot of layers to it. Yeah. Um, there, there is. But that, that does make sense to me. I guess I just sort of have like a kind of a meathead view about it. Like, uh, honestly, I'm just thinking like, you know, guys being guys. Or ignorant to the whole subject because it's not affected you like other right, people. Right, right, exactly. Like, okay, what do you do? You know, you, you drink, you eat, you fart, you watch porn, you talk about stuff, <laughs> you watch sports, you gamble on sports. But like, you know. That was also a lot more than, you know, remember the conversation, the question you asked me was, how much do you have to watch to be addicted to it? What he's talking about takes it to <laughs> more levels and it's a, it's a completely different topic than what your question was. Sure, exactly, which is something I didn't even know. Right. Didn't even know about. But that takes a lot of guts to call up the radio and, and spill that out there. Uh, Dan in New Hyde Park. What's going on, Dan? Hey, guys. Um, Jerry, Gio, Al. Yeah. I was at uh, Chargers uh, Raider game at Legion Stadium in December. Okay. You guys were talking about the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. They're horrible. Oh, really? What? For a, a brand, brand new, new stadium. A brand new stadium. I went just before halftime. To take a piss, she was my okay. Line. All right, and and the lines were so long, and I tried other lines in the men's other men's. They were so thirty minutes to get in, and then we were leaving in the third quarter because it was a blowout. The Chargers were getting blown out. I'm a Charger fan, and um, we went down to the first level, and I said, "I got to go just before we." The lines were so long. I'm telling you, are the there just not enough of them? Small. I don't know, but I tried about three or four on each level. And they were so small, too. There's only, like, three stalls and, like, five urinals, and that's it. Wow. Oh, that's ridiculous. Mark oh, Davis, so man. Don't drink. Don't drink. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, listen, Dan, that's kind of easy for you to say uh, when we're out there watching a game. Wear a diaper. I've talked about this for so long. I'm not even joking. I'm I've serious. I've talked about this, the sports diaper. We've talked about yeah. the bladder thing. Someone actually sent me one of the. You know what? I have it in my office. Put an adult diaper on, like you're New Year's Eve in Times Square. No, no, it's not the see the diaper. See, that's tough. But the, this there was a there's like a bladder thing that you can that someone actually sent me this thing where you like hook it up to you and then it goes down a tube into a bag that's attached to your foot. What I'm telling you, it, well, that works better than the diaper. I think. How does it's a brand same. new stadium not figured out the balance? I know, it's terrible. What are we doing? I know. That, that, that is now, you add that to the whole mix with Al oh, now. Time out. So you're going to be walking around mm -hmm. with a bag of your own stuff? No, no, no. You let it out of your, the, the bottom of your leg there. Just let it go. Just Right where you're sitting? It's an option. Oh, my God. Wear a diaper. It's Come an option. <laughs> Dude. What are we talking it's about worse here? when it's inside, though. When it's yes. inside, it's a little tough. Outside, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, like a park, a, fine. Like a Bills stadium Not or something. Stadium. You let that go inside, oh, probably tough. Ugh. Gross. That is a problem, though. If he, if Super Bowl Sunday, you're gonna tell me you're gonna have thirty minute lines to go to the bathroom. Oof, that's a problem. I'm gonna go see if I still have that thing. I think I do. It's somewhere in the office. Okay, I'll show it to you. I would. I'm fascinated to see it. <laughs> it sounds disgusting. Yeah, but. It sounds better than waiting a half an hour to go to the bathroom missing the freaking Super Bowl. That is very true, too.
Hi, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry in for Boomer, CeeLo in for Jerry. Before we get to CeeLo's update, we were talking about these apparent terrible bathrooms at Allegiant Stadium. And uh, me, Eddie, and Al will be at the game. And, you know, waiting a half an hour to go to the bathroom is just something that is unacceptable, especially for guys like us who are not attending these large sporting events as much anymore. So years ago, I had talked about the the sports diaper idea that I had that we had to come up with some better technology than the regular diaper so people who don't want to miss things you know whether it be a big game like the Super Bowl or maybe a Broadway show or whatever you have to go to the bathroom so when I was talking about this someone sent me a listener sent me this thing through Amazon and what it is and I'll explain here as I'll stand up on CBS Sports Network what it is is, is like a cup yeah. so it's like it's like a it's like a boxer shorts with a with a plastic cup, and then there's a tube that goes down yeah. into the bag here, and then you put that inside of your pants down your your leg, mm. and it hangs there. And like here, like you see here, it's closed, Jerry. <laughs> and then if you want to let it go, you just push that over, and then the the pee will come out. Let it go where exactly? That depends. To I'm the not people sure in front of you oh as it trickles God. down to See, the that next would be, row. I said if outdoor stadium, oh, like MetLife. What Life, difference does it make if Met it's outdoor or indoor? It's, it's the, You're outdoor. still putting it around the people shooting. What do you mean? What difference does it make? And the, think about how people put the, their the, drinks do you have dome down. Dome inside, you know? Huh? What is the, there's no difference or a dome stadium. It's still going to filter down to the next row to the people in front of you. Here's what Al suggested, which is, I think, smart. Is not go to the game. <laughs> <laughs> he did suggest that as well. <laughs> and by the way, two bags. I got an extra bag. So if you fill this bag out, you could just I could pop this off, throw that somewhere. It's in the plastic. Throw, <laughs> throw, yeah. All right. So now we're releasing urine onto the rest of the stadium. No, no, no. The we're not. It's in the concourse. bag. You just said if you were going to release it's in the bag. Valve. Yeah, but you said a release valve, and Jerry's talking about how it goes down on the ground. In it's front a possibility. Of the and now you're throwing the bag off to the side, too. <laughs> what are we doing here? I think throwing the bag off to the oh side is a little God. bit better. Uh, but Al had a good idea. Get a big cup of beer and then release you could do that. your cup. waste into the big cup of beer and then just go and Offer throw. it to someone? <laughs> <laughs> right. So they gave me two. Would you like one? Brittany Mahomes. <laughs> Bought you a beer. Terrible. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, I, you go can do for that. it. You should bring it then. Pack it and then do that. But here's the thing: I'd be worried about is going through stadium security. What do you have there, sir? Mm. Are they going to well, let me why, in? This? Why would anything? There's no metal. But I mean, they're going to be like, what? What? What are you I, doing with that? Could I say like uh, I have a condition? You uh. probably could, or you could just tell them exactly what it is. Yeah, I could. If they stop you. It, they're like, what are you going to be doing? You're going to be releasing this pee all over the place? Yeah. See? So you know it's wrong. If you have to ask that. Listen, I haven't done it yet. I'm just thinking of options here, mm -hmm. man. I'm a, see, I'm a solution guy. I understand. You guys are just complaining about the, the half-hour bathroom. I'm, I'm not complaining about it. I'm anything. coming up I'm with a solution. I'm not going to be there, so I'm not worried about it at all. <laughs> uh, to me, I would do what I always do when I go to games. I don't go at the end of innings. I don't go at the end of quarters. I run up, and yes, sometimes you miss stuff, but I run up when you think most people aren't there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. But Super Bowl is going to be tough, though, man, especially you get a lot I understand. of people I know. in there that don't even... Oh, really. Is it going to be any more sold out than any other Raider yeah, game that's no, sold right. out? No, but I'll tell you why, but this... No, it's not. 
but you get a lot of people at the Super Bowl, not like real fans. 100 absolutely. So they're just getting up no matter what. They don't care what's going on in the game. So then maybe the bathroom situation will be a little bit better. Maybe. Uh, but I I doubt it. All right, so, uh, so yeah, there you go. So I'll keep this on just for this segment because it's tough to get off. And then uh, <laughs> some visual there. Should I leave this on for O's the mentalist? Boomer would be so proud of you. <laughs> I think I wore this in front of him once. Wow. Oh, I okay. think I already did. Maybe when you first got it. Yeah, I think yeah. so. This is one of those clips on CBS Sports Network right now. This shot, this visual that years from now, they'll run back and you'll be like, oh, yeah, remember that day when I yeah. put that bag on? I will tell you, though. <laughs> All jokes aside, I believe Joe Buck talked about using a cup during a broadcast. Yeah. So I mean, in a case like that, if, if you had that on in yeah. case of emergency, and I've had times where I've been doing games where I've had to bolt mm-hmm. during a commercial break and try and get ahead of everybody where I literally have two minutes. Yeah. It's You're selling me on it. Yeah. I'm going to try it during the show. I don't show. know as a fan... I'm going to try yeah. it during the show. Different for Joe Buck or you yes. in the broadcast booth. 100%. Yeah. When it's hard to leave. <laughs> I'm so just going to, you know what I'm going to do when Boomer comes back? He probably won't see any of this. Like, I'll just, I'm just going to have this on in my pants and then just do it. And then, like, in the middle of a segment, just pop off the full bag. Empty it. And just, just put it on the desk. <laughs> see what he says. Boomer, could you uh, take care of this for me? <laughs> Stephen Waldron of CBS Sports. Uh, Stephen, he's cringing right now. If I if I had a full bag, good morning. If I had a full bag of of urine and I had it on the desk, would you have to cut away from that? I'd kindly ask you to take it down. <laughs> kind of, kindly, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to cut away from it, right? No, you would just your own your own like I don't know producer sense would say don't have that. Not on a the great desk. idea. Yeah, not a good visual. <laughs> not what you want. <laughs> not, not what you want over there at CBS Sports Network. Uh, okay, Stephen, thank you. Are you excited for O's the Mentalist, Stephen? Absolutely. Okay. Me too. Yeah, he's good. I'm real Appar- curious what he's going to do. Uh, he's apparently here as Al is going down oh, to, nice. uh, to bring nice. him up. Uh, all right, CeeLo, give us some uh, stuff that we care about. Please. Sure, I'll try. Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Kevin Durant was back in Brooklyn last night as his sons beat the Nets at Barclays Center. 136-120. Durant had 33 points. Pre-game, he got the video tribute and an enthusiastic player introduction. Mix of cheers and boos from the crowd, but more the former than the latter. Here he was on the overall warm reception. It's classy people here. They appreciate everybody who put, who donned the jersey on care for for a 10-day. Uh, and that shows a great organization when you can appreciate everybody who stepped foot and put their blood, sweat, and tears into your organization. So I respect that. I couldn't wait to can get you the go hell away f- yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Durant was asked uh, what he wants his legacy in Brooklyn to be remembered as. Okay, I want you to you know, figure out what it is on your own. It's your own experience when you come watch us play. I'm not here to sway anybody's experience or uh, manipulate how they think or feel about the game. Like, whatever you take from it, you take from it. It's on me to just go out there and do me. I love that he almost said, who cares, at the beginning, and then kind of caught yeah. himself a little bit. That's a shame. I like watching him play. And I, I know you did, and I know you like listening to him talk yeah, as well. Yeah, and I would I actually watched that uh, Cetera's, was it, Cetera's podcast. Yeah, I yeah. got into that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the guy. Mm-hmm. Just the way it... Ugh. Yep. 
Well, bad look, taste in your mouth. Looking back on the time here, despite how it ended basketball-wise, nothing but good things to say about the area and the experience. And just New York City in general, I just absolutely love living here. Uh, I hated it before coming in as a visitor, but once you move here, you just you build your love up for the city and you understand the city even more. So I had a great time here. I mean, it was short, but three or four years is a long time in real time. And he meant it in the context of the basketball career, you know, decent chunk of his time in the How league. How about Carino said, and I, just, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised, but last night, Beal, Durant. <sighs> Go ahead. I was literally going to bring this up. But no, 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 no. You do. You say you Beal, do. Durant, and uh, Booker. Yeah. Have played more games together than Durant, Harden, and Kyrie. Yeah. Oh, wow. And that was a, that's a theme this year of how that's those three with the Suns are. They can't get on the court yes. together. And they've already surpassed the other three from the time with the Nets. I mean, what a joke. Yep. Also a joke, Ben Simmons, who didn't play last night. Knee contusion, which he, I guess, suffered Monday in that first game back uh, since early November. So uh, we'll see about his status for Saturday's road game against the Sixers. Yes, so, in Philly. Mm. And concern for Joel Embiid. Yeah. Like, real concern. So, waiting further word on, you know, where they're going to go with that, yep. what he's going to do. I guess it's surgery, like, on the table, or? Yeah. I don't know. Don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out a little bit more uh, on that. The Knicks tonight will go for a ninth straight win. They've got the Pacers at home at the Garden. Uh, you guys mentioned this in the open. Curious timing would be kind of probably the polite way to say it. Yesterday, as the Jets and assistant general manager Rex Hogan reportedly agreed to part ways, and that came out just a few hours after the lengthy piece from The Athletic. So if there wasn't a connection, it's like the worst possible timing yep. ever for that story to come out. Uh, he had been with Joe Douglas and as his right-hand man since Douglas was hired in uh, June of 2019. Oversaw the college and pro scouting departments, had a major role in personnel evaluations and decisions as well. Um, one other thing from that story that I just thought was interesting because we kind of poke fun at Woody Johnson and him being so active on social media and how they referenced that in the story um, about how Twitter and listening and hearing from the fan base is kind of a big deal to him. Yeah. Um, and how, according to team sources, Johnson would share those opinions with Robert Sala in conversations about how the offense wasn't working. So you want to talk about a visual picturing Woody sitting down with the head coach? Well, look what this guy says here about the offense. And oh we got to, I mean, God. I'd love to know if he had those conversations wearing the sauce gardener chain. <laughs> 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 what a clown. Oh, boy. That's what Chernoff used to do with us when he first <laughs> yeah. discovered Twitter. See what this guy says about that segment you did? It's it the worst thing you ever heard. He says it sucked. Sucked hard. <laughs> the hardest sucking he's ever sucked. <laughs> do the do the, the breath thing. Or the no. Thank you. I love that. That's so my yeah, favorite. It's very accurate. He was guy gonna... wants you fired. <laughs> He was not exactly rainbows and sunshine. Oh. No. And my favorite was like when I used to do the overnight shifts and he'd come in at whatever godforsaken time it was, you know, with the, the briefcase over the shoulder, didn't even take his jacket off. You wouldn't even get like a hello or a good morning. And he would just dive right into whatever was on his mind. Like that, yeah. that cut you plate of 420. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Made me sick. I just puked in my car. I've got chunks in my car now because of you. Listen, oh, you knew he was listening. Oh, yeah. You knew he was listening. Absolutely. Well, when he slept, but he was always yeah. listening. No doubt. Uh, Cowboys stud Micah Parsons finally breaking his silence following the uh, Dallas playoff <laughs> if loss to the Packers. 10 minutes, you got to watch this. 
This is. I have not seen. Oh boy, I'm I'm worried that these two clips I have are not going to be good enough. No, for because what you're well, it's first of all, you know, he always does an hour on okay. Mondays during the season. Yeah, this is thirty minutes. Twenty of it, he's got DeAndre Swift in as a special guest. Oh, okay, he's doing it from a hotel room. Oh no, in Orlando, holding a microphone, and it's just it's raw. But it just looks so basic. Oh, so it's a visual thing. The, yes, yeah, that's what I mean. And you, you only got to watch the first 10 minutes. That's when he's talking about the season and how disappointed he yeah. is. So and he's there, right. obviously, for the Pro Bowl games. Yes. Correct. Plural. All Correct. right. So it uh, took him a while to get over the loss, but show must go on, meaning his own show. And, uh, hey, I was willing to do more to help us on the defensive side of the ball. At the end of the day, we were just outperformed. Out schemed. They had an answer for everything. People saying, well, why ain't you go to so linebacker? Guess what? The packages are in for me to go to linebacker. I can only play what it's called. I'm not putting out personnel. I've even told multiple players, coaches, that I'm very fine playing linebacker and playoffs if that's what y'all want me to do. I just want to win. So they and didn't he, call it that he way, though. 100% comes out and says that he had no problem playing linebacker. Clearly, it's what they needed, but... That's not what they wanted. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't go after the coaches, but he makes it very clear they were horribly outcoached in that game. Oh, yeah. Horribly I mean, outcoached. Which is... And unprepared. Uh, which is incredible because he talked a lot about the criticism that Dak Prescott gets and the Cowboys yeah, get. Yeah, yeah, And then he just criticized the Cowboys <laughs> more than anybody. <laughs> well, I will tell you, and this was my whole thing, too, with moving on from Mike McCarthy, which they didn't do... They looked so ill-prepared. There were no adjustments, and they got run over in their own building. You can He's wearing it. Like, he's embarrassed. I think he even said he was humiliated by it. You can't lose games like this. this and clip. the coaching was poor. I do see a Super Bowl in my future. I want to be a Super Bowl champion. I challenge anyone to actually go look at the game film and say, did Micah play his heart out? To go out like that at home was completely embarrassing and unacceptable. It took me a while to even be able to show my face in the public. Yeah, so he's taking it pretty hard. And he also had the whole, so Jerry Jones came out and said, we're all in. Yeah. <laughs> he basically says, well, I hope so. Like, yeah. Why weren't we all in this year? He was, he was pretty pointed. I'm just picturing Mike McCarthy somewhere in Aruba or something like that. Zach Wilson's in Aruba. Like rubbing suntan lotion on his belly, getting delivered <laughs> a pina colada, going to his wife. Can't believe they didn't fire me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. What a bunch of idiots. <laughs> Let me correct myself. Zach Wilson's oh, in Bora Bora. Oh, not not oh Bora Bora. <laughs> That's a bucket list trip for That's me. That's why I went Bora, on my honeymoon. That's why. Oh, I, oh really? I correct that. Yeah, we did Tahiti. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's a breast. He's rolling in it over here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who needs a full-time job? I'm no. going to Bora Bora. That was over 10 years ago now. That's my, my honeymoon. Not like, hey, I went last month fair. and left the kids at home. You that's know? fair. That's when you got your bag of cash yeah. after the yeah, wedding. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly right. Yes. I mean, that's what happens. You have children. It sucked the money right out of you can't do anything you want anymore. <laughs> uh, All right. You done? Sure, I can be All done. Right, perfect. All right. It's uh, Boomer and Geo coming to you live. The Build Ford Tough Studio. All right. 877-337-6666. Boomer and Geo program. Geo will be back in just a moment. Coming up on 10 in front of 8. And I do want to get to this call because I know this is something near and dear to Al's heart. So, Years ago, when I went to uh, Franklin Field for a Columbia Penn game, I had to use bath. And this is kind of close to the discussion about the bathrooms at uh, Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. And I remember going to the bathroom, and it was kind of busy, and there were no individual urinals. It was this big 
tank, <laughs> essentially. It looked like a bathtub. And I remember thinking, that's horrifying. Then I remember going to the University of Minnesota. I go to the bathroom and had these big tanks and troughs, as they call them. And I thought it was horrifying. And the guy on the line thinks the idea to speed up the bathroom experience <clears throat> yeah. is to bring back those. Yeah, and I, I, we talked about this not that long ago, and I am I am with Jeremy. And Jeremy, good morning. How are you? Morning, fellas. How are we doing, Jerry? How are we doing, Gio? Great, man. What's up? So I was actually, weirdly enough, talking about trust with a, with a bunch of friends on a text chain yesterday, and, and it reminded me of, I was in Australia in 2006 playing rugby for a tour, and after our first match, we went out on the night, and, and I walked into a bathroom, and like Jerry just said, I was absolutely horrified <laughs> to see this long metal thing. Right, your eyes up, look left, look right, just keep your eyes up. By the end of the two weeks, it didn't matter. You're you're crossing streams and slapping the guy next to you on the back talking about <laughs> sports. And and you know, uh it, it was just it was just something you just at first you're like, What the hell is this? And then you just kinda you move on to it. And then lastly, before I jump off, um, being a rugby guy, I just wanted to just throw a plug out there. Uh, a big thing is actually happening in Allegiant Stadium in Vegas on March second that weekend. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of this. The NRL, the National Rugby League, the NFL, basically, of Australia is coming up and kicking off their 2024 season. Um, the game's going to be pretty huge. It's around Robins. It's two matches that, that weekend and, and a couple other things happening around it. So I just wanted to give that a shout-out. Nice. Being a rugby guy and, and bring back the Shroff guys. But, yeah. but why, is it, why does it speed it up, though? I don't understand Because you that. could fit, like, 15 people in a trough as opposed yeah. to, like, Not fitting that five, many more. five urinals. Jerry. Maybe two more going, people. Jerry, how many guys are going in there to use the, the use the stalls? It depends on how many urinals. There are, well, there's a crush of people that are going in there to use. Yeah, them. but if you've got a if you've got a twenty foot wall, it's just a tank to piss in. I think I think the majority okay. of the people during these sports games are going in there to take a piss. Uh, yeah, I, I understand. It's true. And yeah. Yes. Well, it's speeded up incrementally, I suppose, but it's not like it's going to be a lightning fast line that you're going to pass through. It's not that quick. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I've said this. I said this last week. I think we were talking about this. When you have multiple toilets in a men's room, you if you're going in there to do number one, you do not lock the door behind you. I am sorry. Oh, I agree with that. I can't Absolutely. stand that. I completely agree. Like, there are a couple of bars that I know that they have a urinal and they've got a regular toilet. And people will go in there to, to, to do number one and then they'll lock the door and it drives me nuts. Walk in there. The back, the urinals on this side of the room. Yeah. The toilets on that. Side, just come on, Island think, Mermaid, fi Fire Island. I think the answer though to all of this, like you go at City Field, they've got a million urinals in the bathroom. Like the bathrooms are massive. The problem isn't the trough, the urinal. It's not having enough of them. And if the guy, I haven't been there, but if our caller is accurate that there is only five or six urinals per bathroom. There's your problem. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's not big enough. I mean, that's just, I mean, that is, I love Mark Davis. You all know how much I have been fascinated by him for sure. years. If the bathroom situation is as bad as it is that this caller brought up and he is right about that, then Mark Davis takes a major demerit. Major demerit. Yeah, I agree that he approved that design. Yeah. By the way, O's is here. I was talking to him outside for yeah. a little bit. He'll be joining us at, uh, at 8 a.m. Okay. Very excited about it. You have to talk to him, too, yeah. by the way. I was talking to him. Nice fella. Oh, he's a great fella. And he is... Uh, I got to ask him about the Sean Marash thing, too, so we could settle that. I tried to explain to him what was going on in case it came up on the air. So that he knows, like, what... What was, was, yeah, what was going is. on? Yeah. What, what the battle what, is. What's what? Yeah. What, what's what? What? <laughs> what's what? What? 
Chris is in New Jersey. What's going on, Chris? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, first of all, love the show. Second of all, on this whole trough thing, uh, back in the late 90s, I ran a couple New York marathons, and you have about 30,000 people in a staging area, and everybody is like massively hydrating because you're going to be running for whatever, three to four hours. They have at least one. Um, there may have been more than one. There is a trough that's literally about 150 yards long, and there's the just people three. lined up on either side. It's, Again, thousands. It's of called the one train. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then once you you go to you have to leave the trough behind and go to the staging area. Um, men, women, again, everybody's hydrated, and you're in the chute getting ready for the you know the, the cannon to go off. And there's just people dropping trout. Girls are squatting mm. behind bushes out in public. It's you think walking into a bathroom with a, an eight foot trough is a nasty experience. The staging area of the New York Marathon is just a uh, you know what, fast. Chris, I got to tell you, first of all, congratulations on running it a couple of times. Yeah. I, the idea of running a marathon to me is unbelievable, and it is one hell of an accomplishment. So let me leave it there. It also sounds like one of the most disgusting experiences I've ever heard between the what you talk. Area, Jerry, oh, my God. Nasty. Well, and also, um, the, again, there's just people going everywhere. And then you the, have to. And the stories of people that have issues while they're running. The muscle aches and pains when they're done. Again, unbelievable accomplishment. I'm not interested in doing it, nor do I think I could do it. So I give you all the props in the world. But my God, does it sound disgusting. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got O's the Mentalist in studio next. The man is a sorcerer of sorts, and we're very excited for him to uh, blow our minds. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. All right, so... Always the Mentalist is going to join us in a couple minutes. He is here. I am very excited for this. We did have a quick conversation with him. We did. Before the segment, and there was a couple of questions in there, but nothing. We both believe that there's really no way that he's going to be able to get into our brains at this point, but I don't know. I don't. He's good, though, man. I know I he is. I know he is. So I think he's still he's still very prepping. deliberate though the way he wasn't watching he made sure no one's behind you like yeah I mean unless he's got a fly like drone above us <laughs> he may I don't know he may so we'll see so I think that are they still prepping here Al is that what's going on is he is he in a seance he's still he's, pre- on, his right now. he's on his way okay very good he's mm-hmm. just making sure he's got all his. There's a lot of items, uh, so we gotta we gotta get him in here. So I've got a lot of items. I'm nervous. Are you nervous? No, I'm excited. I'm nervous. I was excited, excited to meet him. I'm excited to see how this goes. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I have been ever since Al told me he was coming in. Oh, what's going cool. on, man? So we'll go over here. Um, oh, just so you know, because you'll be uh, running the show here. Yeah. There's there's something I wanted to talk to you about about the Jets training camp thing. Would you like for me to ask that later? or Would you like to go into or first? Does it matter to you? Jump in. Let's get the heavy hitting questions All out right. of the way. So I was defending you yesterday because we have this balloon head talk show host here named Sean Morash who was calling you out saying that you got the McCole Hardman Jets San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl prediction wrong. Right. And I was saying, no, that's not the bit. That's not the thing. Right. What so now don't just don't just yes me to death. All right. <laughs> if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay. Gio, let me have it. Okay. I'm I was defending you. I said 
that what you were doing was reading McCole Hardman's mind. You were saying this is what you're thinking McCole Hardman the Super Bowl is going to be. You yourself were not predicting what the Super Bowl was going to be. Is that right? We shall see. I mean, it's two ways. So I had, if you watch the, the clip all over again on HBO, he had a puzzle. There was a puzzle laid out. And I said, McCole, take, throw all the pieces away, throw all the pieces away until he got down to one piece out of 500. And that's the one that fit in the puzzle. If you watch, it was the Jets logo. And then I said, on the spot, I go, you're in the Super Bowl this year, McCole. Who are you playing? And he said, the 49ers. And this is the crazy part about it is that if you look at it, I told McCole, you're going to be in the Super Bowl. Who knew that he would then be traded to the Chiefs and then is in the Super Bowl? So if you look at the whole thing, who knew that he moved from the Jets to... And if on Super Bowl Sunday it's 31-21, people are going to call me for lottery tickets, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that is going to be amazing. I'm sure you're uh, rooting that, but but rooting for that. But just to, to settle this, you say it could be either way. Like when you oh, go, I was into not that. making a clear cut prediction, right. but at the same time, yeah, I didn't announce it as a prediction. Right. I read his mind for what he predicted. There right. we go. So gotcha. very clear cut. If you want to give credit. It's going to be both of us because I knew what McCall Hartman would say. It's on the back of a puzzle, and that's what he said in the moment. You watch him. I said, spitball. What do you want to say? He goes, uh, 49ers. He called the whole thing. Wow. Okay, so good. That's what I needed to hear to get me be right about this because I needed to be right about this was you were reading his mind. You weren't making a prediction about the Super Bowl. That's but, correct. But he could have... We, like, when this all is said and done, he could have predicted it correctly in his head. All said nuts. and done, he did predict it when the Chiefs win. That is that is uh, that is insane. Okay. Not if, when. When. Wow. Uh, all right, so you really have, over the last at least year, uh, have, have taken off in a huge way. A lot of NFL teams brought you in. We found out about you through uh, the Jets. So, like, I mean, is this the zenith of your career right now? Like, I mean, w- where are we as, as always the mentalist? Always hustling, my friend. Things are, uh, you know, it's pet peaks and valleys, and right now the NFL's treating me well. I think that the fans love seeing their favorite players blown away and acting yeah. like kids again. I think you don't get that on the field much. I think in the interviews, it's a little bit manicured. You know what I mean? A lot of the press stuff, this is kind of no holds barred. You get to see these guys who, I love when people say it's fake. That's my favorite thing in the world. When they say the Joe Burrow clip is fake, I go, buddy, he just signed a $275 million contract. I don't have enough cash to pay off Joe Burrow. Uh, <laughs> And so I, I just love watching their reactions because these guys are so authentic and real and they get to kind of cut loose when I come into training camps. Uh, right, which is which was a lot of fun watching the Jets and uh, and other teams. All right, so let's uh let let's see here. We are we are four very cynical people, uh, <laughs> me, Jerry, Eddie and Al. Uh we are uh, New Yorkers, we're guys from New Jersey. We we commute, we're in sports talk radio. We're we're the cynicism's at an all-time level. So for you to come in here and to blow our minds is a is a even greater achievement than anybody in the NFL. <laughs> let's, do right now. let's do it. Let's do it. So let's uh, so let's go into it. You know what? Here's what I want to do. Uh, you know when you're making a parlay bet, mm-hmm. how every leg has to hit. Yeah, that, that's the thing. So let's imagine we got Chiefs, 49ers, Super Bowl Sunday. And wait, real quick, over there in in the booth, who we got? We got Al, Al Dukes. Al oh, Dukes. I. I told Al, do you have any books here? Because I assume people come in, they wrote a book. Sure. Al, I said, get a bunch of books. Al, are there any books that we can get? I, yeah, I, I pulled, tasked him with this. I pulled some books off. Bring them in. <laughs> bring them in. Get them right, in Bring in those books. And I sure. said, do we have any decks of cards? Al wasn't sure. He's rifling through junk drawers. I think he might have found something. Do this have- is the pair. Remember Peter Schwartz went to the Hall of Fame and brought me back cards? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I oh, have. Okay. Oh, look at that. It's amazing how that worked out. Deep All right, cuts first. here. Al, it was meant to be. <laughs> bring them in. 
All right. We got books and we got uh, cards. and I love it. We got everything. We got sent a, a lot of books all the time. Beautiful. Crack books that nobody Here's reads. Here's what I want to do. Shuffle these up. Make sure it's a full deck. I'm usually not playing with a full deck. I'm going to assume it's a full More deck. More ways than one, Jerry. All right. Shuffle them up. Now, for the listener, we're going to hear that noise. Yeah. The viewer can see it, but but yep. the key thing here is the listener. Yep. These are brand new. Are they brand new? Yeah. I, they, I haven't touched them. They are. Yep. Brand new Stiff. deck. Yeah, brand, brand new deck. Brand Never new touched. Deck. Never touched. Never touched. Slippery. Yeah. Well, slippery and stiff. Yeah. And look at those bad boys. Are they? Are they all different? The back says what? The Hall Pro, of Fame. Pro Football, Football Hall of Fame. Fame. All right. Here's what I want to do. Let's hand those over. Yep. Let's grab those. You know what? Let's take a look. Is there a camera that we can show this to? Uh, uh, yeah, that one. Yeah, right here. Either right. way, just to make sure they're all mixed up. I, I, I don't want to handle it. Hand these over. Okay. And put those right in front of you, Geo. Okay. Got it. Can you put them on the desk just so I can kind of see them? Just right in there. front of you. A little bit forward. forward Beautiful. Here. Yep. Okay. Picture this. Because... Card tricks, that's magic. That's not what I do. I can do magic, but what I do is deal with thoughts. Mm -hmm. Imagine that you're holding that deck of cards, okay. but it's invisible. It's in your hand. And Jerry, you mix them up, and now you look through those cards, and you pick one out at random. Just random. There's okay. no way I could know what you just did, because you didn't even know. Take that card out. Hold it in your hand. And now you look at it, and you go, nah, nah. Throw it away. Throw it away. And now you look through. And you don't go random. You go back and forth. And this, you give some thought, some energy to. You made a decision. Your favorite card of the day. You look at it. You smile. For whatever reason, this is it. You pluck that one out. You got it? Got it. Got it, right? Got it. What I want you to do right there, Jill, is I want you to take, and he shuffled these cards. These he are your did. cards. They aren't mine. And I want you to lift up, uh, you know, a chunk. Could be a little. Could be a lot. But cut the deck. You know, like lift up about halfway through. Give it a cut. Got it. He didn't put it to the side. Put it to the side, yeah, left yeah. or right, does it matter? I don't care. All right, left. Here Am I able to move it all or no? No. Uh, I, I, can I move with the mic? Oh, oh, with that. With that. With the oh, mic? I'm sorry, I thought you... I, yeah, yeah, you go. Is it okay? I'm yeah, just going to come over? Yeah, you can. Yep, yep, you can. Yep. Oh, whoops. Yeah, you're, you're, you're hey plugged now. in. Hey, now. It's fine. That's your headphone. My headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take those off. There we go, there we go. The cards. Yep. You cut this deck in half. Yep. And I want you to see, can we make one more piece here? Like this? Mm-hmm. And like this, and I want you to kind of spread these out in front of you. Okay, spread them out. Spread them like out. Here, like here, like here. Beautiful, because right. you're going to pick one in a second, too. Look at me, Jerry. Yeah. When he was looking at that card, I see in his eyes whether it's red or black. He's wearing black. 100% the card was red that you were thinking of, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And now be honest, because they're not going to see this. I'm going to have you close your eyes. Mm-hmm. And keep your eyes closed. And I'm just going to show Gio. Gio, I want you to see this. Gotcha. Yeah. Jerry. Yeah. Open your eyes. You pick any card out invisible deck. You say no. You throw it away. You change your mind in the middle. There's no way anybody could know what you would have thought of. Tell us, what card were you holding in your hand just now? What's your favorite of the day? Six of hearts. Six of hearts. <laughs> oh! Dude. Dude. <laughs> All right. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> Like, seriously. Get me to Vegas now <laughs> while I'm hot, baby, while I'm hot. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Pass these books over. Let's get, we got, what do we got? I don't even know what Al brought me. What do we got? Can uh, we take a look? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, Willie two, three. Mays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hand one down. Hand one down. All right. 1954. One. What's this one? This Mickey, is Bill okay. Madden. Do this. Mickey I'm going to have you pick. The same way that you just picked something, you pick for Geo. As we flip through, you're going to see the pages go by. Yeah. Yell, stop. Stop. Okay, look at the, say it out loud. What's the page number? 
Yeah, well, hold on a second. You got eyeballs? Not good ones. Say it. Say it. 248. Go to 248 in your book. 248. Gotcha. Hopefully there's 248 pages in here. There is. Okay. There is or isn't? There is. There, are you at the end? Can we see? Are you in the bibliography? You no, know, no, ah. I'm, in, I'm in exactly. Ah, I saw right. it. Don't show, you all showed right. me the page. What are you doing? Oh. Go again. Go again. Pick a okay. new page. All Don't right, want to right. see anything. Stop. Okay. What do you got? 130. Okay. Open, is it, yeah, that's it. Because the other one had a picture, so I did the page. Okay, 130. I got it. Okay. Look on page 130. Mm-hmm. And whose book is that? Who wrote that? I don't even know what the book is. It's uh, Bill Madden, 1954. It's about uh, Willie Mays. Okay, all right. What, what what page you pick? 130. Look at the first line of 130. Read it to yourself, not out loud. Okay. And I don't know. Pick a word. Find an interesting word. Don't do the or and or if, but like one word that jumps out at you. Gotcha. You got something? Mm-hmm. Close the book. Okay. Al, you got to tell him. Did I? Are these my books? Your books? No, there are terrible books. I told you, go, get, go get books. Bring me anything you want. Think of your word. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what I do. People always think, is this supernatural? You psychic? I'm not a psychic. I read people. You know the guys at the poker table that are watching? They have hyper fixated their whole life on trying to figure out what the two cards are you're holding. I've taken that times 10, times 100. Count the number of letters in this word to yourself. Don't say it. Gio's a classic head tapper. You know what I mean? <laughs> this guy, this yeah. guy's at a bar. If he's if he's dancing, he doesn't do the full dance. He just goes side to side a little. It's mostly <laughs> in the shoulders. And I watch you. You went, dun, dun. That was two letters. And then you struggled. Something in the middle. I wonder if it's a funny word the way it's spelled because you struggled. And I saw you count twice. And the second time you counted, you realized it was longer. You thought it was six. It's seven letters, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Mix up the letters. Okay. Mix them up. And let's play Wheel of Fortune, baby. Reach up and just grab a letter somewhere in the word. I don't know, whatever jumps out of you. You got a letter in your head? Don't I say do. It. Hmm. You know what no one picks? Vowels. They cost money on Wheel of Fortune. Nobody wants vowels. You didn't pick a vowel, did you? No. Too obvious. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what is strike? X. Are you thinking of the letter X? I am thinking of the letter X. <laughs> and you know what? I'm getting a feeling. You know what feeling? Anxious. You're thinking oh, of the word my. anxious, aren't you? <laughs> All right. What? You. <laughs> yes. Page one thirty. I'll show everybody right here. One thirty. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Where the hell is it now? Now I'm, I'm all flustered. Oh, crap. I am all flustered right here. Page one thirty. Jerry, you can take a look at it. I believe you. I got I got ripped up uh, papers in my hand. You know what, Gio? Gio, I got an idea. Parlay bet. First, first one. Yeah. 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 Parlay. Yeah. Here's the parlay. Super Bowl Sunday. Is underway. Everyone shows up wearing their Mahomes jersey, their Purdy, their McCaffrey, right? I want you guys, you guys are outliers. Mm-hmm. You guys decide on this day, throwing it back. This is what I want you to do. I tell someone to think of a player, and your whole life is sports. So I want to make sure that the way this plays out is not that you went with an obvious choice. Like you picked a Jets player too easy. Well, maybe you did, but I don't know. If I said you're wearing a jersey of somebody super random, random player, past or present, can you each picture not only what team this jersey would be from, but the number on the back? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me look around. Who thinks theirs is tougher? Look at each other. Who thinks no way you're getting uh, There's this? no way you're getting I, I, I'm Honestly, if you get mine, I'm leaving. You're leaving? <laughs> I'm taking a hand Call day. Boomer. Come back from Vegas, Boomer. <laughs> we need you. We're down a host. All right. Could you think... Of other players with the same jersey number or no? Sure. Oh, you can? Absolutely. So that's it's not a giveaway if we find out the jersey number. All right. Think 
if it's one digit or two digit, one digit, two digit, statistically, it's going to be two digits. A football player, think of the first number, second number. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a pad of paper. Mm-hmm. I want you to write down the jersey number of your person on here and hold it close to your chest. Got it. Pass that over. Make sure that nobody can see it. No cameras, no nothing. I'm going to close my eyes for this, Jerry. Yep. Eyes closed. Eyes closed. Jerry, yes. think if the first number is bigger or the second number is bigger. Don't say think of that, okay, for me. Just say yes. Yes. Oh, you were confused. I was confused. You know why he was confused? I'll tell you why. Because he didn't know what to do if the numbers were the same. Jersey number's two same digits, isn't it, Jerry? Don't play poker with me, Jerry. Come on, get your game face on. Yes, it is. Which tells me, look at me. It's either 11, 22, 33, 44, 55, 66, 77, 88, 99. You know what happens? When people give it away, they always think they blink. They don't. They get tense. Because when you hit the thing, they don't want you to say it. Drew Pearson, 88. Holy crap. Wow. (laughs) Drew Pearson. And you know what this show likes? This show likes winners. Gio, this show likes winners. So I'm going to guess... Dollars to donuts. You picked some guy who's won the Super Bowl. I guarantee it. I said Super Bowl. I made you think it. Has your person won a Super Bowl? Yeah. Of course he has. Mm-hmm. I put the thought in your head. You don't even realize it. Right? Swear to God to these people listening, I didn't tell you what to do. You could have picked anybody just now. Anybody. You did not tell me what um, to do. Um, all right. You're wearing his jersey. You walk in. Think of the colors. Uh, it's not a Packers. It's not 49ers. God, I'm thinking AFC, NFC. I think you're very tied into East Coast. Who's your favorite team? The Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, you didn't do Vikings. Too easy. I'll try and get the number in a second. The colors. The colors. Are we going back to the Brady era? I think we are. It's a Patriots player. Something with a J. It's not Jerry Rice. I just did a thing. Numbers 85 on there. Is it Jermaine Wiggins? Show the camera. (laughs) Jermaine Wiggins. Wow. Who I picked because he's a radio host up in WEEI. I thought there was no way in Showing hell some dub. you Love would to get WEEI, folks. You would get Jermaine Wiggins on the Patriots. That is ridiculous. That Jermaine is ridiculous. Wiggins Drew and Drew, Drew Pearson. 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 He's like you know, he's yeah, Michael. Pearson. How many guys have worn eighty <laughs> eight? CD Lamb, Des Bryant, Michael Holy. Irvin. No one thinks Drew Pearson anymore. Irvin. In fact, I would have gone Cowboys all day on that one. Wow. Jermaine Wiggins. Eddie, you want to go to church with me? (laughs) They're throwing holy water at me, which for the record will not work because I'm Jewish. But yes. Wow. Wow. You got those cards all shuffled up in front of you, right? Yeah, right. I almost think it's below my pay grade to get a card trick now. But Mm. but, but, oh my God. But let's go. I'm going to take these cards. (laughs) And don't trip. Don't trip this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we still hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You made seven different piles. Actually, you know what? Put them all together. Okay. All right. Very good. Got it. You got it. I got it. Nine of diamonds. I don't want to see anything. Not fair. Right, Stick these go. on top. Here's what you do. In a casino, mm-hmm. you know what you always do? They always tell you to take... Oh, sorry. I'm caught on you here. I don't know what's happening. I get bad luck. There we there go. go. And they always say... To kind of, all right, can we see the cards in front of you right there? Yeah, right here. Yeah. They always say to uh, put them in your hand. Put them in my hand. Yep, and hold right. them up just a little bit. They always say to cut the deck, but I want you to do a funny cut. I want you to take a chunk, hold mm-hmm. them in your hand. Okay. It could be a lot, it could be a little, and lift it up. Okay. Could, could I have made you do that? No. Like how? How, right? Right. Turn them over so it's, it's upside down. So the cards in your right hand, they're upside down. Like you flip them wrong way. Stick them on top. Stick them on top. Yeah. Okay. You did it? Mm-hmm. 
And then you got a card there, I'm assuming we can see. It's not a secret. Right. Can we see? Yeah, it's uh random. Yeah, yeah. Right. Who knew? I want you to cut it again. Okay. But this time, even more cards. Bigger is better in sports. Lift up even more so you cut cards going different ways. Turn it over. Okay. Put it on top. Gotcha. Twice you've cut the deck. Mm-hmm. And I want you to spread through and see where the cards that are facing up meet the cards that are facing down. Spread through them and see where the first one is that, that, that you kind of arrived at that we can't see. Do you see the first face down one? Yeah, first face down one, yes. Just for your own eyes. Make sure no camera. Get a peek at it. Okay. Got it. And then put them all together. Give them a little mix. So now put all the cards Whatever together. Throw them over your shoulder. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Al's give, deck. Give them a mix. It's Al's <laughs> deck. Give them a mix. Jerry shuffled them. You cut them six times. You put them together. You cut twice in gotcha. your hands. I'm here. Right, right, right. See, the way this works is people, when they start knowing what I'm doing, they try to work against me. It's easier then. It's actually easier. <laughs> Watch him. Hearts, diamonds, clubs, spades. Look at that. Look at that. Clear cut. Ace, two, three, four, five, six, nine, ten, Jack, Queen, King. You liked this card a little bit, didn't you? You didn't mean to let it slip, Geo. The same way Jermaine Wiggins. Good guy. <laughs> you ever play hearts? Sure. Yeah, it's a way to score points. Shoot the moon. You thought of the queen of spades, didn't you? <laughs> All right, I mean, it's 100% the queen of spades. 100%. <laughs> He's not telling me to do this. He's not paying me. We just met him. We just yeah. met the guy. This guy walked in the studio. They're he like, got Jermaine Wiggins on the Patriots, for God's sakes. All right. I mean, this owes the medalist the best in the business right now, uh, maybe ever. I am I, I am completely baffled. Completely you know, I'm going away. one last parlay. So far, I'm one for one, but I want to parlay bet. Okay. Here's what you do. You get into your Super Bowl party. Tell me about food. Jerry, what do you want? Top items, food for the party. Uh, pizza. Who doesn't want pizza, right? That's not a mind reading. That's obvious. Yeah. yeah. What else do we need? We need, what else? Probably some drinks, wings. some food, wings. Obvious choices. Gio, tell me the name of two buddies that are going to be at your Super Bowl party. Uh, Well, I'm, we're going to the game together, so can I put uh, these guys in? Uh, Say it. Eddie and Al. Okay, great. I like how Jerry got snubbed, but that's okay. Jerry's I'll be liver. here. I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's say you're having a Super Bowl party. You're at the game, but you're after partying. And you run into somebody. Here's the parlay bet. Two for one combo. You run into somebody. You go, are you kidding me right now? I haven't seen you since we played high school ball together. Somebody super random from your past. Did you play high school football? I did, yes. How many people did you play with? Oh, my goodness. Over the those four years, hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah. Hardest name out of all those people. Think of someone. You got this guy? I do. And then you run into him. You go, I cannot believe this. Like, what are you doing here, buddy? He's like, I'm at the game. I'm at the game. And then... To make this a parlay, I get one right, I lose. I get both right. Let's go back in time. Can you think of your best friend in third grade? My best, yes, I can. You know what? Everyone's going to say, you looked it up on Facebook. You still keep in touch with them. That's what I'm going to hear, left and right. People are gonna be, so I'm going to do something impossible. Are you married? I am. Me too. Does your wife know the name of the first girl you ever had a big crush on? She does not. Yeah, no. that's usually something I would not bring up during a first date. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Throw that one back in the memory banks. Does anybody know this? No. You've never discussed it. No, here. nobody. nobody. Before here. this morning, and me telling you, think of this person, when was the last time it entered your mind? Years. 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 Years? Yeah. All right, here we go. Two names. Someone you played high school ball with, hundreds of people, first girl you ever had a crush on. <laughs> Come on. What grade was the first crush? 
Oh man, that was pro. I would probably say like sixth, sixth grade, yeah. middle school, middle yeah. school vibes. Think of yeah. her name. Say it in your head over and over. It's not Rebecca, but it's shortened. I'm going to miss the parlay on this. I can feel it. I should have left ahead. I should have left ahead. I should have left ahead. Okay. The kid. Keep in touch. High school player. Uh, I have not kept in touch. No. Not in touch. Not in touch. How many other players, when I said football, came into your head besides him? Oh, I mean, uh, a, a bunch. A bunch. And then when you said a the bunch. hardest, Hard. hardest name, I had to, I had to narrow go. it down. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Think of the first letter. Think of the second letter. That's always tough. The, uh, second letter's not an N, is it? It is not an N. It's no. okay. It's okay. I always get those confused. N and M. <laughs> I, I, I can't do this. <laughs> this is nuts. Close your eyes. All right. Close your eyes. I want to show one camera because who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Jerry, are you looking at this? I see it. I see it. I, I don't even know how to say that one. Two for two parlay. You ready? Mm -hmm. Open your eyes. First crush. Swear to your audience. You have not told me this. You've not written this down somewhere. You've not whispered this in someone's ear. Zero. It's Nothing. in your head only. Yeah, it's in my head. What's the name of your first crush? Sixth grade. Cindy. Yeah, and what's the kid in high school? You, you What's his name? Amin. Amin and Cindy. That's what's written on the board here, folks. For those who can't hear, that's a towel being thrown. That He's is storming off set. That is him screaming. That is the FCC finding us as he swears incessantly. What? Just everyone in your car know that Gio is furious and fuming right now. And I'm Cindy, not furious. I'm not furious. That is mesmerized. That is, he's looking up Cindy. She still got it, by the way. She has not aged a day since sixth grade. It's a little creepy, but no, she's great. God. Damn, man. She's hearing this right now for the first time. Your secret's out, Gio. <laughs> oh, wow. That's mind-blowing. It really that is. is. That I I don't know what to say. I, always, I, I, I can't give you enough compliments. I can't. I can't pump you up any more than I, I. The reaction I can't. And and like we said, we are as cynical as anybody. What you're doing here is spectacular. Well, thank you guys. Absolutely Thanks for having me. Spectacular. Thanks for um, yes, Eddie. I'm sorry. You're in my ear here. I'm. No, I, I just wanted to say. Could he tell me what uh, sponsorship you missed at the top of the hour? <laughs> <laughs> You're a jerk. Um, I can, for the record, and I won't. <laughs> uh, Oz, thank you so much. Thanks is there, any, is there anything you'd like to to promote or get out there for our audience or you your know, Instagram? A lot of big stuff coming out. If you're on Instagram, uh, that's where I put all my tour dates and everything. It's Oz the Mentalist. Crazy looking name. It looks like Oz. Oz the Mentalist. Uh, and there's a lot more NFL clips coming out, some other big sports things, and, you know, just moving and shaking, always hustling. Anything in New York anytime soon? Uh, New, you know New what? I, have, I actually have a, a show at a place called Casa Cipriani. That's oh, a monthly residency. Yeah. Uh, it's a hot ticket. It's a private club. That's a good one. And uh, a few more things uh, on the docket. I always put up new new events, and, nice. and I do a lot of charity fundraisers, I believe, in giving back. So a lot of places to see me coming up. Casa Cipriani's where Boomer has his big uh, booming celebration dinner. So we love that place. It's awesome. Great spot, so, right? Yep. Guys, very, very sure cool. Oh, my goodness. Thank Just you very awesome. much. Thanks, Just guys. So, so good. Thank you very Quick, much. Jerry, before I go, look at me. Think you're Social Security. I'm, I'm kidding. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> now he knows it already. <laughs> he knows God. He's got it. Change your identity <laughs> <Right>. now. <laughs> All right. Very good. It was. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, it is Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. So I know the man's not a sorcerer, but whatever he's doing is 
incredible. I think that out of all the things, honestly, that got me was the book thing. Was when you had a book. Yeah. You opened it up to a random page. Yes. I had a book. He goes, open up that same page, and he goes, you see, you see the page, and I like, lift it up. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you, you keep it close to you. Open up to another page. You open up to another page. So I opened up to page 130. First line, pick a, a word out of that. These books he'd never seen before. And he didn't, because those are books that have been here for a few months that Al went and randomly picked out. That one would blew my mind more than the other ones. I got to be honest with you. That is just, that's insanity. Your girlfriend one? Or your, your crush? No, the, the, no, actually, believe it or not, the, 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 the book one of thinking of... Anxious, the word. Yeah, like the random picking of the page and the, that. It's like, what? I, <laughs> I think even Eddie was impressed, and that's saying something. He's, Eddie's not impressed. I think he was. No? See, look, no. Right. He is we all know it's a bull crap. Well, no, I was impressed that he didn't try to, in the least, to portray it as any type of supernatural. He's just really adept at reading. People. Yes, but that's what I mean. This is more than that's that, what though. I mean by impressive. No, it's not. I mean that this is not when a common talent people? that yeah. he has. So, ha- so let me just... ask you this: How do you think he came up with Cindy for Geo? Because well, we we saw him write down Cindy. Geo never said the word Cindy. So this idea that he had some sort of recording device he never so where does that come from i don't remember the exact sequence but he can somehow tell clues the way people hold their eyes and yeah, things like that that's, it an, impressive, read Cindy? that's an impressive well, yeah that's fine my, here would be my out of everything you got the book thing all good the one with that was this off the air with al yeah yeah, oh, yeah. but I, we, we recorded so when it. we went to break he basically said i didn't do anything with al and asked Al to come up with a random number, zero to a hundred in his head, zero to whatever. Al picked it. He wrote it down, and then said, "Al, you're not thinking of that anymore, are you?" He said, "No." What number you're not thinking of? He wrote it down and nailed it. Both of them. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like that, I, you, you can I love read it. that he's thinking seventy three. Yeah. <laughs> How? And he's so matter of fact. Based yeah. on yeah. what? Just visit. The way you hold your head or the way you hold your shoulders. The Means way what? But blink. how does that interpret to a seven and a three? Just or the way a Cindy. you blink your eyes. He's not going to give it a... I don't know this. What's well, the body language for 69 then? You know, I mean, it's his favorite number. <laughs> I got to guess. That's <laughs> his favorite number. Yeah. And he didn't pick that. No, I, I know. I mean, I am baffled. I'm totally baffled. I get. Listen, I can make the case. So I got six of hearts and he made me rip it up, write it down and rip it up. I can make every case that he's got a... Uh, what is the? Uh, he's got a mosquito drone, and he was able to see me write it down, the six of hearts, and that's how he got it. The thing with Al was right in front of us, and there was nothing more than Al's mind and what yeah. he wrote down. What's a mosquito drone? Um, so he he told me uh, at a deck of cards, do you have a favorite number? I said, I do. He goes, all right, I want you to just write it down. He goes, I'm going to go over here, and he went 20 feet away from me. He goes, hide it, make sure no one's around. Write your number down. Okay. And then I will tell you on the air what it is. So I wrote it down. As soon as I wrote it down, he says, rip it up, put it in your pocket. So I did. And it was six of hearts. But that at least I can make a case. Maybe there's a mirror. Maybe there's... Al walked in here yeah. and it was nothing more than mind to mind or body language, whatever. Real, real quick, like no research. Apparently 73 no has proper body language now. Yeah, yeah I mean, that that's true. That, that could have been the craziest one, too. That could have been, honestly, that could have been... Like, think about that. Al's so, just sitting in there and he changed it, too. It's blowing my mind. 
That's the point. No, no, no. Not That's that. why it's impressive. The fact that Eddie doesn't thinks that the way I blinked equals 73. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't get that. I don't know his tricks. He's not going to share them, but... That's why it's what impressive. Would, do you think he has really a supernatural power then? Because he doesn't say he does. He just reads people very well. Right, but what I'm asking you is, in your because you're not impressed by it, <laughs> what do you think, what, imagining what you might be able to piece together that the way he looked at me out of a hundred numbers he came up with the one i had only in my head what could possibly have and he changed it too. there and he changed it right and 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 x'd out the first one and had the first one had the first one correct yeah. and he wrote them down in front of right, right in front of right me Jerry. right in front of me. i have i have the video I'll no, show no, no, but i'm saying like what was the mentalist doing at that time so looking at al just yeah. looking at him I, yeah. And then looking at the paper, writing it down, and showing me. There you go. One to a hundred. Right? One to a hundred. Look at this. Look at this. Got it. Now, it's not a jersey number, right? Yeah. No. Because here's the thing, Jared. They did jersey numbers. You both did. Look at this. Look at that. Al smiling, a little bit shifty eyes. I think he just changed his mind. <laughs> changed his mind. I mean, you know what I'm crossing this off? I think he went higher. <laughs> one question Is there a reason you picked this number? No. Oh, I think this one. Jerry, take the marker. Yeah, I wrote 22. It's not 22, is it? It's going to kill me. Did you no. see this? Tell us. Tell me. Tell Gio. Tell us all. What number? What did you think of? 73. Tell him, please. Tell him what I wrote. I crossed up 22. <laughs> I wrote down 73. <laughs> yeah. And he shows it. And, he, and he, it's, it's, he crossed it out and wrote it. Jerry was standing there. I was standing there. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I have no answer I mean, he, he, he has the ability to read somebody's mind when it comes to stuff like that. Now... I don't know how or why, but like I don't know if he could like you know think of a fruit and he could do that or the number. I don't I don't know, but whatever he is, he's the best at that in the world. He has to be. He has to be. I find me someone better, and I don't think he I, right. I don't think he can look at somebody and like he'll be walking down the street and be like you know someone who was a, a murderer who got away with it could be like that guy killed somebody i don't think he could do that <laughs> but he, there's something going on he's just skilled and got a mean a mean yeah what he and he made sure like and again because eddie and i could see it written down before you said it so this idea yesterday that people had that he had some sort of board right that would hear you say the name and then it would write it so it looks like handwriting. He did that all prior no, to No, we watched. You could see it on TV. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I was locked in out there. <laughs> I've got like no prep done. I was just watching O's. Well, good thing we're not going to do your update. This I hour. mean, I have some stuff, but we can blow by it if you want. It is 839 already. Do you have good stuff? Do I have good stuff? <laughs> do you have fun audio? Uh, I got a couple things, but I also do have to tell you, we are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door and brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Well, how about this? We'll take a quick break. You come back, you play us some of the, uh, in, the in the short segment coming up, you play us some of the good audio. Okay. And we'll do that then, because that'd be perfect. We can stay on time. All right, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan, coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. Hi, right, Boomer and Gio on the fan at CBS Sports Network because of 
Our buddy owes the mentalist. We're a little bit late to CeeLo's update, so he's got some good audio for us right now. What's going on, CeeLo? All right, we gave you the sponsors already, so that's out of the way. A couple quick ones from Durant. That'll lead us to uh, a clip from Evan Roberts yesterday mm. on the afternoon show. Some other fun stuff as well. So the Suns come in. They beat the Nets 136-120 in Durant's return to Barclays Center. Afterwards, Durant not playing the what-if game regarding his time with the Nets and in Brooklyn. There's context for why we was a failure, right? Well, but I, that's why I said I'm just saying. No, but do you, do you think about that? Like, nah. No. I mean, it's just a pointless exercise, in my opinion, to think about what could have been. I mean, what happened? That's what I'm thinking. That's what I thought about what actually happened, the reality of it. And then he left. The, right. He left. Uh, so that kind of transitioned into the whole idea of why their trio with Durant and Kyrie and Harden didn't work. We didn't have enough time together. That's just it. Guys wanted to go their separate ways. We tried our hardest to, you know. Salvage everything and bring everything together. We had three or four different teams when I since I you know you know the first you know when I signed here until when I left. All right, so that's his take on why it didn't work out. As you might imagine, Evan has his own, which did come up yesterday because I guess he was talking about how you know the Knicks and if you're going to win a championship, you got to have a top five player in the league. So a caller pointed out that they, in theory, had maybe. Three of them, certainly mm-hmm. one of them. The Brooklyn Nets are such a loser franchise. Loser! Think about how big of a loser franchise they are. They had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and James Harden. And they blew it! They're losers! Because you know who knows better than anybody else in this town who the losers are? Dog in North Babylon. King Loser! Me! So there you go. <laughs> Continues to call himself a loser. Just low-hanging fruit for Eddie. Oh, wait. Today's the pickleball match that he will win. Yes. Because it's rigged. I agree. I, I'll tell He's you what. He's coming in clean-shaven tomorrow. Saying it right, I'm saying this right now. The little bit of respect I have left for Moran. <laughs> okay? And that's a friend of mine. <laughs> Goes right out the window if he doesn't win this match. As you guys have pointed out, Evan's extremely unathletic. And as you've also pointed out, Sean, while he's portly, Zoftig. has some athleticism Zoftig. to him. And I, he sent us a picture, and we had a group chat, and he's out on the pickleball court just recently, like, I guess, getting ready for this thing. Well, Evan plays pretty regularly, doesn't oh, he? Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm still not buying it. I've seen him throw a baseball and swing a bat. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, so. <laughs> I am with you on all of that. I, but I'm telling you, they, this is a concoction. I well, can feel well, it. Well, but like if, said, it's, if it's videoed and filmed, like I am assuming it will be. You can't prove... Even that, that it's You rich. can see if a guy's slamming the ball right into the net or not. Mm. Right. You can. Well, could be edited. It could be. Uh-huh. Are they True. doing it live? Further issues live. with Marash if he throws the pickleball contest just to get Evan's beard gone. It's a bad job. Yeah, I would agree. It's a I mean, horrendous job. Be a team player, that's fine. But there's other ways to, to take care of that. Yep. So we'll see how that plays out. Here's Greg Olson on the Dan Patrick Show, dressing his future, of course, with Tom Brady getting set to uh, bump him out of the number one Fox booth. I want to call top games. I want to call games in front of 57 million people and, and dive into the biggest moments and why it's happening. And I feel like we've done as good a job as that as anybody in the industry over the last couple seasons. And where that is, how that is, when that is, I, I don't know, right? There's so many moving parts out of my control. But my goal is to be a top A broadcaster, Again, is he under contract or is he now a free agent? I was I, there's like that. no answers. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the specifics of that. I mean, you have you would hope from, I guess not. It's a competitive business. I was gonna say if you hope from Fox's standpoint, since they're kind of essentially pushing him out of that slot, if he had the opportunity to go somewhere else and become a number one guy, that, that maybe they wouldn't stand in his way. But maybe not. 
I don't know. Well, I don't think that opportunity is there, though, right? You know what he was doing? He was sea-lowing there on Dan Patrick's mm-hmm. show. He was sea-lowing. My future's very much up in the air. <laughs> he was sea-lowing. <laughs> he wasn't tweeting it, but he was sea-lowing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me get that empathy. Yeah. Come on, give me yep. that empathy. Oh, by the way, he has a lot of he it does. right now. Yeah. Yes, Did you see does. Mike's tweet about it this no. morning? Here's the problem. You can't. Have you noticed this? If you go to search Francesa on Twitter, he doesn't come up. He's like removed himself from being searched so only if it pops up yeah. in your timeline how do you do that that's I true have no like idea. I, I go looking for my if you search mike francis yeah, like, he does not come up so you have to like but he has an account sc- oh yeah. yeah and you got to like scroll through. you have to follow him and then find it in your timeline you can't like go that's to his not that's not the case with me okay well i don't know then what i just, did you I, type just in searched, search? I just searched mike francis and pop right but up. do you follow him i do maybe that's it i don't follow him. i follow him oh. and i just put in mike francesa and it's not it's not here he block you? Maybe. I don't know. But no, because I just saw his tweet this morning oh, on my timeline. I don't know then. I don't know. I love when he puts out just a YouTube link. Uh, yeah, just there's like... a lot of that for the podcast. The reason I brought it up is because, you know, we've seen him with the Yule G's. He can kind of be... Yeah. Cold? Yeah. But he, I thought, really... Good guy, not great guy, ex- now he's dead. Extremely <laughs> complimentary of Greg Olson this morning. He said, if Brady does replace Olson in the Fox booth, if he are not Olson fans... He will definitely land on his feet. He is damn good. Damn good. Fear damn not. Good. Fear not. Oh, that's what he wrote. Yeah. yeah that's for Mike. That's those are high praise. Absolutely. See so. where he ends up. Don't know. He's not going to be the top guy at ESPN or ABC because you got Aikman there. I don't think CBS is bumping Romo for him, but Amazon maybe. Uh, but I don't know. they just signed Herb Street. So like, where else would they he go? Just signed. You mean like when they brought the package in last yeah, year? Yeah. It was. This was his first year, wasn't it? With second, Al Michaels? No, second year. Herb Street, this was his second Wasn't year? Wasn't it? Or yep. was it only the second mm-hmm. year, right? Yep, right, second so. year. Mm. Okay. I mean, uh, that to me would be the only opportunity. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, okay. Here's the Kelsey Brothers, New Heights podcast, talking AFC title game celebration and what went on on the field afterwards. We had the whole family down on the field. We had me, Mom, Dad, and Taylor. Everybody was down there. How was this moment compared to other AFC championships, especially with the way the whole season's gone? Feels like it's a little bit sweeter, man. I don't want to rip out anybody's heart in KC. This road to where we are now has been more of a challenge, which means you have to overcome more. It kind of means a little bit more. Going on the road plus the Taylor yeah, Swift sure. angle. So that was the kind I'm of I'm surprised you didn't play that. the uh, Justin Tucker thing. Okay, so there's... I I do have that for next hour, but okay. what I want to play you now, while they were, he went on McAfee. So this was this was his podcast with uh, Jason, which obviously he's taped, recorded, and put out. He's on McAfee yesterday. They're mid conversation about Taylor Swift. They did a lot on that. He's on Zoom, and all of a sudden, Mahomes pops his head in like a, like a pigeon in a surveillance camera, mm-hmm. just like shows up. So they go nuts, and um, Pat pivots Pat, meaning uh, McAfee, to the pregame hijinks with Mahomes and Kelsey and Ravens kicker Justin Tucker. So here was it from the McAfee show, and the next hour I'll give you what they had to say uh, with the Kelsey brothers on their podcast. And then both the football people... Hey, 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 Justin Tucker was going to beat your ass, dude. (laughs) (laughs) He was going to beat your ass. You know that. Hey, Pat, he's going to beat your ass. (laughs) I'll tell you, Pat, me and... Me and Patrick were on the sideline in the fourth quarter when Tucker had that chance to cut the lead to one score. If he would have missed that field goal, we were 100% getting a 15-yard flag. But of course, <laughs> of course he made it, of course. He can't let us have any fun. Yeah. Let us have any fun, man. Yeah, and of course. We were always 1,000% getting flagged for that one. We would have sprinted right out there, which would kind of been a funny optic, but uh, obviously not the case because Tucker's damn good. I mean, never misses. And that, look, a lot got made of that. It just it seemed more like Kelsey and Mahomes were just locked in before that game and Tucker was just doing his thing and it kind of 
No, I think Justin Tucker, in, in, in the clip on the podcast, the Kelsey podcast, Travis was basically saying, like, Justin Tucker knew what he was doing. Yeah. He was messing around with them. He had a grin on his face. He was trying to just be... Yeah, but, be, like, lighthearted, though. Yeah, like, like, like I'm going to be a jerk, and I'm going to be, you know, and, and, and smirk during it type yes. of thing. I will play that for you. But he was kind of, at first, I thought came out strong against him, but by the end of it, it was almost like, eh. Yeah, whatever. He's a, he's a good guy. We're going no, to the Super good. Bowl there right. or not, so F Exactly. Uh, one last thing uh, for this hour. Who is this? Cookie Monster. That voice. Cookie Monster. One more time. It's a, one, it's a voice that is heard regularly. Uh, you guys will use on this program. Cookie Monster. We use it on this program? Yeah. Brandon we play, Tierney. We play audio from this guy a lot. No, not Brandon Tierney. Cookie Monster. I, don't I love know. when I stump you guys on these. That's uh, Stephen A. I was going to... Okay. Oh, wow. All right, so this was Man. on his podcast. You know, he gets, Sharp, he gets okay. these, like, write-ins and tweets and stuff with, like, random questions. Like, there was one about his, uh, you know, top 10 crushes from childhood or whatever. But this was a tweet asking for his Sesame Street starting five, which was kind of random. Boy. Can't ignore Big Bird. That's my center <laughs> right there. Okay. Snaphalophagus? No. I'm not feeling that. I don't need that right now. I'm a roll... With Elmo, I'm a roll with Ernie, and I am Stephen A. So I can't leave out Oscar the Grouch. To go along with Big Bird, and as we heard, what? wasn't one of the Bert- Cookie Monster? Yeah. One of the Bert and Ernie didn't one of the Bert and Ernie came out gay? One I do two? think that happened. I don't. Didn't I, that happen? I believe something like like that on happened. the show. You mean or they, that like, they, they wrote the, that in? They were both gay. Yeah, they, they, or that was maybe or, or the person was the puppet or, person. Was the was well? There was remember. something around. Well, it was that. Henson and Oz. A writer claims that they are gay. Okay. Oh, a writer claims it. A writer that, that Bert and Ernie. Or, or that Bert and Ernie. Oh, okay. A That's former what it was. Sesame Street former. writer. Yeah, well, of course, <laughs> they were modeled after his. This writer's own uh, relationship with his life partner. Oh, okay. Mm. That's what it was. Okay. I was trying to. I was trying to remember that whole thing. Did you see the video of Tony Finau out of Pebble Beach? Yes, with the driver on the park. So as all this stuff's going on with the $3 billion investment and live and the PGA Tour, and there's such a stiff wind out there on that par three, he hit the driver into the wind with like 172 ball speed (laughs) and had only needed the driver to win the ball on the green. So that's what's ahead for the the Pebble Beach uh, event, which begins uh, later this morning. Aaron Rodgers playing in that? Probably, right? I know Josh Allen is. He I, is for sure. Rod, I, yeah. Rod I, is his I figured. Okay. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So there was this picture, or at least a screen grab from a video of the Chiefs celebration after beating the Ravens in the AFC Championship game of Patrick Mahomes without a shirt on. And it went everywhere because, I mean... I don't know how any of us could really say this. Now, he says he has a dad bod. And I guess the reason why this picture got attention is he's not completely ripped. But, I mean, I would take Patrick Mahomes' body in a heartbeat. 95 or more percent of people in the world would take Patrick Mahomes' body. But somehow, he was shamed for this. And I'm thinking to myself, this is how... I think this is the type of stuff that women have dealt with for their entire lives, where there are, you know, the, 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 the covers of magazines and the swimsuit editions and the maxims and everybody else and the, and the photoshops and, and, and people are saying, well, you got, you're not living up to that standard when they're perfectly beautiful, good looking people. Well, I think that's what's going on here, especially with like Instagram. 
and you see some of these fitness guys and there's other NFL players that are ripped, like DK Metcalf, I understand. There's some defensive players that are crazy. I mean, uh, Nick Bosa, for Christ's sakes. I mean, that guy's chiseled out of stone. I understand. But Patrick Mahomes, honestly, getting body shamed for looking like that? If you haven't seen the picture, go go and look at it. There's no six-pack. His pecs aren't popping out. But the guy's fine. He's in shape. He's an athlete. And by the way, he's the best player in the NFL. Like, if, if you are someone who looked at that picture of Patrick Mahomes and said, man, that guy is out of shape. Man, he does not look like he works out. Then you're nuts. And, and there, there are some people, too, that, like, we talk about Giancarlo Stanton. Giancarlo Stanton is completely chiseled. The guy is 0% body fat. He's always hurt. And some of these guys that are so jacked up and so tight are always pulling hamstrings and quads and everything else. Patrick Mahomes had a high ankle sprain because he got he got hurt last year and had to play through that and won a Super Bowl with it. But that was a that was a contact injury. That wasn't a non contact injury. I mean, maybe there is something to that where you're not you know zero percent body fat, muscles popping on top of muscles on top of muscles, and you stay healthier. But I just thought that that was crazy. And he put out there, he, he like had a, a, a laugh about it. And he put out, uh, why'd they do me like that? The hashtag dad bod and all this stuff. And I, I, I just, I mean, I guess it probably has to do with the, with the social media age, especially with the technology and the photoshopping and everything else. And you see guys out there and girls out there with their, they're just complete shredded crazy bodies and they're TikTok shorts and everything else, and everybody's perfect, and nobody shows up any sort of imperfection at all, and it's just, it's insane, and Patrick Mahomes is out there, oh my God, this guy's out of shape, he's not out of shape, the guy's in incredible shape, all right, absolutely incredible shape, I would look, I would take that, looking like him in a, in a heartbeat, trust me, in a heartbeat, I lost 50 pounds for God's sakes, I'm still grabbing onto flab and I got like shank fat. You know, like shank fat, like back here in your back, like over here. I got a little bit of that. A little shank fat. <laughs> I'd like to be able to get rid of. So, me trading bodies with Patrick Mahomes, I do it quick. And by the way, his lower half, the guy's like a thoroughbred. Guy's like sea biscuit from the waist down, for God's sakes. Let's go to Jim, who's out in East Patchogue. What's going on, Jim? Hey, morning, Gio. Jerry, how you guys doing? We're doing great, Jim. What's up, man? If you remember a few years ago when uh, Giants won a Super Bowl, they had Eli Manning on the beach in Hawaii. That's right. He was, like, carrying a little sand bucket with his kids. Yep. Yeah, same thing uh, they picked on. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And uh, Right. And after winning a Super Bowl. And both both Eli – I mean, Peyton looks really still in great shape, and Eli does too. But, like, there's certain people who just – like, they could be athletic. They can – they could be the most athletic guy you know. And not be completely Adonis. And Eli Manning's that. Peyton Manning's that. Patrick Mahomes Boomer is that. Boomer Well, I feel like Boomer in his heyday was pretty, he probably, like during that, that, that underwear commercial. I mean, now it's different, you know, in his 60s and everything else. But he was, he was a straight up, like, athlete, athlete. Like, like the guy that always the mentalist guest that I was thinking of, Jermaine Wiggins. That guy, when he played... I didn't think he was all that in shape. I didn't think that he was. I mean, he certainly wasn't like Tony Gonzalez. 
at the tight end position. He'd still hurdle people. Josh Tuckahoe. What's going on, Josh? Hey, guys. You remember what the world-class athlete John Daly said? He said, uh, you can pull a muscle, but you can't pull fat. So there's something to that. <laughs> that, is, that is very much true. Take care. Yes, thank you, Josh. That That is true. Although I will say, though, when I was 50 pounds heavier, I was definitely pulling stuff more because I was just totally out of shape. But... Like the the lifting of muscles, the lifting of weights to 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 get muscles. I that when when we talk about guys getting these soft tissue injuries now and never have like back in the sixties and the seventies, that stuff didn't really happen. You're hearing about obliques and intercostal injuries and all of these things that just weren't a thing, you know, prior to the late nineties and the early two thousands. Now happening, I think, has a lot to do with year round weight training. And these guys being so tight. So it just was hilarious to me to see Patrick Mahomes getting body shamed. And I know that people are just joking around about it for the most part. But like how many people who made a comment about Patrick Mahomes looked 50 times worse than Patrick Mahomes did? Uh, it's just incredible. Like Andy Reid, no one, no one really shames Andy Reid. They, they make commercials about him eating chicken fingers and cheeseburgers and all that stuff. No one really makes fun of Andy Reid. They got respect for him. But Patrick Mahomes with his shirt off in a locker room all of a sudden is some sort of out-of-shape uh, pig. I mean, that guy, what he's able to do on a football field is just insane. And I don't think he should get any more shape. Like, I'm trying to think, like, the best in-shape, ripped quarterback there ever was. Like, who would that guy be? The most jacked, muscular quarterback. Usually, you can't be jacked and play that position. Mm-hmm. You know? I remember the remember the uh, the former Jet punter. He was incredibly jacked and ripped. And oh, went you mean on, you mean the, the Steve Weatherford? Yes, he was with the Jets and yeah. Giants, and right? He, yeah, and he ended up on Fitness Magazine. That's right. Um, that's a good question. Yeah, I think about DK Metcalf at the wide receiver position. David Boston at the wide receiver yeah. position. A lot of those guys. I mean, but like Terrell Owens at forty eight is still ripped and jacked. Yeah, um, but like so with the court, like quarterback, you Newton can't in his prime. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it'd be a good one. But the quarterback position, you can't be like popping out Mm-mm. giant biceps and pecs. You can't. You got. You got to be fluid. You got to be able to. Move. I mean, nimble. Got to be nimble. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's why Tom Brady was. I'm sure as you said, Peyton Manning. Yeah, nimble, <laughs> pliability. <laughs> Eli wasn't exactly jacked. No. Um, and that's why that's why Tom Brady always talks about the pliability stuff because that was more important to him than anything. Well, yeah, and you know, I, I did watch him with McAfee the other day. Um, more than just the announcing stuff, they did talk about yeah you know, the length of his career, the duration, and and he talked about the the physical fitness routine that he had and the pliability and the like. All of it went into his durability and basically being able to outplay everybody. Let's go to Nico in Harlem. What's going on, Nico? Hey, Gio, good morning. How you What's doing? up, man? Uh, so <laughs> I heard you talking about uh, Patrick Mahomes' body. Yeah. And uh, you said he's, uh, you know, got a dad bod up top, but he's built like a thoroughbred from the waist down. Like uh, sea biscuit. What yeah. What are you looking at? <laughs> well, I mean, we talk about this all the time, Nico. When Patrick Mahomes was in here, when Boomer yeah. saw him for the first time, he was so impressed with his ass and his thighs that he said this guy's going to make it. And there is an athlete ass that you know a guy's going to be great. So I'm not ashamed to say that, that I'm looking at an athlete's ass. And Sims always said that too. Yeah. That you need a thick bottom. Big, thick thighs. Yep, that's exactly right. 
I'm comfortable enough in my sexuality to say that I look at athletes' asses, male athletes' asses. <laughs> I am I am comfortable enough. Who's your favorite male ass? Larry Fitzgerald. Wow, you didn't even blink. Larry Fitzgerald had a great athlete ass. High. You know what I'm had saying? A high ass. High ass. All right. And thighs. Mm. Good one. I don't know that I have one, but okay. Yeah, but I, I'm telling you, that's how you know. Yeah. I mean, you see some of these other guys, you know, the the thin, the, the legs, and the, the, you know, like like the Al Dukes of the world, you don't have, <laughs> you can't succeed in that way in the NFL football field. And there's power hitters. That Good is thick true. Thick thighs. Yeah, that's what you need. Yep. And forearms, thick forearms. Oh, uh, let's go to Mike in Long Beach. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Gio. Yeah. That uh, segment with Owens was great, but I'm just curious. I've heard you tell a story when you went to the conference championship game, Vikings-Giants. Mm -hmm. There's a random defensive player that you reference. I yeah. can't even w think. Waswa Serwanga. There it is. Yeah. I'm wondering why you didn't choose him as your player. That would have been a good one. Yeah, you know what? I hadn't. That, that, is, that is very good, and I probably should have. But in that moment, for whatever reason, Jermaine Wiggins popped into my head. I, I don't gotcha. know why. But, yeah, yeah that would have been better. That would have been tougher was, for him. I was, was Wenger. Your mind. I was thinking that's who you definitely were just putting. But you know, Mike, it's a good, it's a good point by you too because I immediately went to my childhood and I could have right. picked Bob Bruning from the mm. Cowboys, and instead I picked Drew Pearson. I don't know why. It's just in that moment, <clears throat> it's what I chose, and you that picked Jermaine Wiggins. Stuff. Wild stuff. Yeah, no, it it really was, Mike. And then being in here and, and seeing some of it too. I mean, it's like one thing to watch it on TV. It's another thing when he's inside of your head. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's that's you're like, almost really trying to figure it out as it's happening. Yeah. Well, like the the book thing. How the hell do you do that? I know. I listen. The book thing and the out thing to me are the, the other ones. I feel like I could at least come up with an explanation, although I have no idea how or why. Yeah. Or where I would come up with it. The out thing and the book thing. I can't I can't figure out for the life of me. Yeah, I me not. He did have a guy in here with him. But he was just filming yeah, stuff. He seemed, but he wasn't saying anything. In no, he seemed innocent enough. I was watching him, but also in the business, correct? Uh, he is he in the business. He's a magician himself. Okay, so he's like the uh, assistant magician. Yes, yeah. they're friends. Oh man, magician friends. Do you think that this guy says like, man, I I should have been O's and he should have been me? <laughs> I think they started around the same time, Ooh. and now one is whoop. Jeez, that's tough. O's is the man. He should go out and expose O's. Oh! Right? O's exposed. Yeah. yeah. That would be something. You got to really trust that guy. Like, you like you want to talk about some blackmail stuff. Like, that guy could probably get O's to do anything. Like, listen, man, you don't pay me more than I'm going to go on <laughs> whatever. The Drew Barrymore show and expose your ass. I don't want him to be exposed. I think it was awesome. I think <laughs> it's a very cool routine he does. However he does it, I think it's fantastic. Someone said there was like a, a movie or something that you could look, you could watch, and it has some of these tricks in it. I remember Fox used to do this. Uh, they had a mask, a guy wearing like a wrestling mask who was, I guess, a magician. He used to expose all the magician secrets. Yes. I, I yes. There yeah. was a TV show. Yeah. yeah. I do remember that. Uh, watch the clip for the movie Focus. That's what he's doing. It explains it. Owes it's great, but it shows it in the movie. Hmm. Okay, focus. We'll take a look at that. Hey, yeah, you're, you're right, though. I don't want it to. Be. I just think what he does is very impressive. However, he does it, I think it's awesome. The fact that he can do it on live, t 
Like, that's the other thing, too. There's no question. Nothing was taped. Nothing was edited. We sat here. It was on live television. The way he did it was awesome. And if he's doing this at corporate events, Atlantic City, Mohegan Sun, wherever the hell he's going, that's great. Yeah. So I think it's great. Like, he didn't come in here and bomb like that Shlomo did. No. No, there was no bombing. He nailed everything. He absolutely nailed everything. But he didn't. So he he made, I don't want to say believers, because I don't believe that he's got sorcery in him. But I, I believers in the fact that he is really, really good at what he does. Yes. And he can he can read a mind in some way. So me, you, and Al believe that Eddie still. No, I believe that he picks up visu- some clues and can appear to read minds. But he's not saying he's reading minds. He's reading you, right? Which is very cool. And you're giving him the answers somehow. Yeah, I will tell you when he was asking me questions. If my facial expression did not flinch, there's no way. Yeah, but you. So you think, but right. But my question is, even if, and just using my example because I was involved in it. If I flinched, how does that equate to the number seventy three? I, I, I don't out of all know, the numbers. Don't know. Right. Do not know. That's why he's the guy. That's why it was awesome. That's why he's getting five hundred bucks for teenage through a, birthday party. Through a wall, I would be impressed. Why? Could you say he changed the molecules of the walls? <laughs> right, which is physically impossible as far as we know right now. What about David Blaine levitating? You ever see the videos of that? No. Oh, I mean, I'm sure I've seen things levitate. I've also seen, you know, starships explode. No, 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 no. This is like him just like in front of people. Like on videos of him yeah. just wires trick something. That's what I said. I don't know how else it could be anything other than of course other than is. he's superhuman. Which is not possible. Maybe he's the alien. Maybe. There it is. Maybe. He's the alien. All right. Boomer and Geo with Jerry and Four Boomer on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Here from CeeLo once again coming up. Time Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Here's somebody. Uh, somebody's take on O's the Mentalist. This is uh, Rich. NYC Rich. He goes, you picked those players because O's made you pick them. He was controlling you. It's a cool talent and fun to listen to, but it's not shocking. So I responded to him, how did he control us? And he goes, hey, awesome to get a reply. (laughs) He goes, "Uh, here's Al's breakdown. Number four for having him lead you. What? Oh, boy. Never mind. It makes no sense. So I asked him how, and then he just, he uh, he doesn't have an answer. Right. But that is a common theme. If If you research this kind of thing, they do, you don't even know you're being manipulated. I don't know how he does it. But they do somehow by their the things they say, the way they prompt you. How was I manipulated into Drew Pearson? Again, if we subconsciously all... lead you into probabilities of of things. Probabilities. So the I probability mean... for mine was one percent that he could guess my number from one to a hundred. No, no, no. But by perhaps the I don't know how he does it, but the he can manipulate by the words he's using. Somehow, I don't know. It's how spectacular, I, I, however, yeah. he does it. No, it's I, fantastic. Don't know. Don't understand it. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it's fantastic. I feel like I'm missing something. 
This was, not, this was so live did radio. He got them all so right. There wasn't like, you know, you guys didn't edit out one that he got wrong. Did you, But did I expected him to nail everything. You guys did not. Well, you just talked about probability. If it's only probability, how is he going to hit it 100% clip? Because he's very good at it. Well, I mean, that's, and you don't find that impressive, though. I don't, no, I, I do. Don't quite, I do find it oh, impressive. Now he does. Okay. I didn't say Pete it Hoffman, wasn't impressive. Pete Hoffman came into the newsroom poo-pooing him, too. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? I mean, he's yeah. like, eh, it's something, you know. I'm like, yeah, that's Everyone the point. Everyone can say it's something, but when you don't right. have an answer, that's yes. not, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Right. If we all knew how it worked, then everyone would I, do it. I don't have an answer to how the telephone works, but. No, but you could, an engineer could figure it out for you. Right. And like you could put two and two together. And this guy could detail how he does it if he wanted to reveal his secrets, mm -hmm. which he doesn't. That wouldn't be any fun. Right. Pete Hoffman's poop pooing it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, Jones. Oz He's like, where's that Dr. Oz? I'm like, it's Oz. He's not a doctor. Oh, is he on SNY now? Hoff? Yeah. Is he? I didn't. Apparently. I oh, all right. Yeah, so, I saw something. I saw him in a suit on SNY. Oh, one great. Day. Taking your gig. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> How does that even... I guess Sal got him in there, because yeah. Sal now works at SVA. Now works. I wonder if underneath Pete it said, producer of the Rico Bronia podcast. <laughs> Jeez. Which sounds no. goofy, but Met Station, known as Big Tongue by Boomer oh. Esiason. <laughs> I always wonder, like, why do they even have those shows on? Like, oh, here just we go. put the Mets on. And then the Mets... Like, people are still have to pay for it anyway. What's yeah. the point? Why waste your money? I, I don't want to take money out of the pockets of these guys, but Al just he he likes to do that. No, I just a couple uh, weeks ago, I just, was, you know, someone small like you. I just wanted <laughs> to make sense. That's all I'm asking for the world to make oh, sense. Oh God! <laughs> uh, like you could go we, dark until the Mets start, or just play Mets documentaries. I go over. There, I could cut costs everywhere. <laughs> Oh, God. I could go right over SNY, slice that budget right in half. As I got all my... And we could just yeah. simulcast CBS Sports Radio. Right. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> this is perfect right now. I just got all my W-2s for 2023. There's like five of them, all these different jobs. And SNY, believe it or not, was the highest number. And here's Al trying to just wipe it yeah. right, off the, right off the map. When you say, though, like, and I'm not just defending us because it's us, but when you say we could simulcast CBS Sports Radio, the, the advertising money would go right in the toilet if we did that. And that is a fact. And so would the ratings. Right. So well, that for you, sure. You wouldn't get it. Whereas, whereas, well, but SNY is getting ad, ad revenue for new programming. They are. Of course they are. Yeah, I'm sure they are, but how much more would it be that than I don't if know. they ran? But they are getting ad revenue for doing new shows, and that doesn't cost them anything, you know. So that that would be the question. Very true, but I would I would like to think, and if not, then turn it off. Uh, that they do have more <laughs> viewership for new programming than they would a Mets Astros game from on um, Astros a bad example Mets Phillies from 1982. Yeah. You know, you don't know. I'll be sure to send you guys the bill, okay? <laughs> Neil said, Allen. If you said something wild on there, how long would it take to, you know, get back at you? What do you mean by wild? Like you just something crazy like about a, real a Met player. Steaming hot take? <laughs> yeah, really uh, steaming hot take. How long would it take to get? I don't know. It would be probably like almost the, instant on on social media. People watch. We hear from people, of course. That is true. I mean, a lot of things go viral on programs yeah, we've never true. heard of before. That's true. Because of the take. Yeah, what that if there were no clips? wouldn't take long. Not just from the clips. There are people that watch. Because they wouldn't put out a clip of one of their employees saying something that could get them canceled. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Give it a shot. Try something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me know how that works out for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple ideas. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. 
sure you do. Uh, all right, CeeLo, do you have anything fresh and new that's yeah, going to keep our some, attention? Uh, I mean, I'll try. I okay. can't make any promises. I'm not always the mentalist, but we are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. I wish I was, by the way. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. Uh, a couple just real quick ones from Durant. I know we've done a lot on that. This was kind of different after he drops 33 on the Nets and his return to Brooklyn last night, 136-120 for the Suns. Happy to engage in some trash talk with the Brooklyn folks along the way. It gets me hyped, too, in the game as well. That if I hit a shot, I could talk a little on the way back, you know? So I feel like this crowd understands me more, and Brooklyn understands me more than probably any crowd in the league. So a little healthy two-way respect there, and he says most of the big mouths actually aren't haters from his experience. I did not hate. I love to shut the crowd up. You know, I love even though I love these people here, I love to shut them up because it was some, it was some, it was some annoying people just trying to get my attention. I hate you, KD, but not look over. I love you, man. I, love you. <laughs> I got my jersey on, you know. Yeah, so true. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, Net Sixers coming up Saturday. See about Ben Simmons who missed last night last night's game with what was it a contusion or inflammation? Inflammation, right? Is that it what started Vaughn out as said? a as a knee contusion. He said he needs that swelling. Jacques Vaughn said right? there was swelling. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess it both could be true. And you have the Knicks and the Pacers tonight at the Garden as the Knicks go for a ninth and consecutive. Like win. I said, this is an interesting one to see if they can keep this team mm-hmm. at or below a hundred points. Absolutely. All right. So here's the um, the setup for the Travis Kelsey on Justin Tucker stuff. So Tucker the other day after losing to the Chiefs, he's addressing the pregame incident with him and Kelsey and Mahomes. I thought it was all just some gamesmanship. Um, you know, all in good fun, but they seem to be taken a little bit more seriously. Um, and uh, I'm I'm totally willing to let it all go. But um, yeah, I just wanted to explain that that's just you know what I've done for twelve years. So he claims this is part of his regular his routine. routine. Kelsey yeah. obviously saw it a little differently. Talking with brother Jason on their New Heights podcast, understands that kickers, of course, warm up at both ends for the wind factor pregame. However, if you're trying to go onto the other team's designated area, you kind of stay out of their way. You know, you you don't you don't interfere with what they have going on. That is the unwritten rule. That's the unwritten rule. If you want to be a f- about it, you keep your helmet and your football and your fucking <laughs> kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up and they're yeah. dropping eyes are looking left and they got a, a helmet down by their feet. It's actually kind of dangerous really, but like if you're not gonna pick that up, I'll happily move that for you. Justin came out and he said it was more of a joking gesture and kind of a fun competitive. And I get it. I mean, he was kind of winking at me, like being a dick about it, like trying to get under the skin. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. And then Kelsey basically says it wasn't the right day to mess with me and Mahomes. Me and Pat, we were we've been having the same mentality for this game all week long, man. Yeah. And it was uh, you got to go in there and and, and have the right mind frame, have the right mindset. And we just weren't in a joking mood. Um, yep. We're ready to get after it. And uh, so, Justin, sorry if we took it to a <laughs> level that you didn't think it'd get to that play. But if you're going to be a dick, I promise you, I can, <laughs> I can one-up you every time. All right, so. let me ask you a question. Will you bet what's the under-over for the Super Bowl? Do we know? The total? Yeah. I don't so know. Peter I Schwartz there not, with the under-over. I have not looked at the total. I know the point spread is tight. Between Toy? one and two points. I don't mm-hmm. know where it is at the moment. Uh, it is low 40s, 47 and a half. So the O's number from McCall Hardman was mm-hmm. thirty-one twenty-one. Yeah, it's over. Will you take the over? Over. Well, you can also bet correct score, too, which right. a lot of people are doing. You want to go thirty-one twenty-one? No, I do not. 
you could probably get. I tell you, if this game comes out thirty-one twenty-one, that's got to be like a. Plus, yeah, that would be incredible. I don't even know. Plus well, all of them are fifteen thousand or something crazy like that. Correct score odds are are insane. Well, no matter what, let me the throw score a couple is. bucks down on it just in case he happens to be right. Correct score, show all thirty-one twenty-one, and it would be for the Chiefs. Obviously, it's plus twenty thousand. Oh wait, wait, no, for the that's for the Chiefs. I guess it's got to it be, be for the Chiefs. No, no, no. I'm saying that's for the Niners okay. winning. Sorry, right. Chiefs winning. So it should be higher then, though, if they're the slight underdog. One would think, but not that much more. Fifteen thousand. So why would that be? See, that's because weird everybody's betting it. That's why. Oh, okay, yeah, duh. Because everybody's already betting it. There you go. So thirty-one twenty is plus twenty-two thousand. Thirty-one twenty-one is plus fifteen thousand mm-hmm. because people have They've jumped got, on this. Thing. Yeah, because then just in case O's is right, yeah, yeah, they got to cover or themselves. Or Nicole Hardman is right, or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they got to cover their ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Kelsey and Mahomes talking about their intensity that day. To illustrate that, let's listen to Mahomes here on the field after throwing the early touchdown pass to Kelsey in the game against Baltimore. He sounds possessed. Fires in your side to Kelsey. Comes back to the ball and holds it in. Go all day, boy. Oh. I'm guessing who can guard him. Wow. Uh, we that here. Kyle Hamilton? Yeah. So uh, but they were all kinds of fired up and obviously worked out pretty well for them. Uh, a couple other ones here. Actually, Al tipped me off to this. Larry David on the Bill Simmons podcast. He's still not over Bill. For Larry him. David was on the Bill Simmons podcast? Yes, he was. <laughs> wow. Yes, okay. I also saw this thing. Did you see Al, uh, Larry on the, I guess, the red carpet for the Curb premiere? That guy from, was it Variety, trying to interview him? And Larry, yeah, I, he, I did not oh, see that. Oh, man, it's classic. He's just very dismissive. It was too long to bring okay. him here and not sports All right, related. so this is good. So he's a big sports fan, Yes, as you I know. know. Big Jet fan. Um, yes, big Jet fan. Still not over Bill's Chiefs and the way that ended and uh, for one particular reason. Field goals ruin the game. They don't, they don't enhance the game. They make it worse. You have this... You have a guy who's kicking a ball through parallel bars to win games. <laughs> Why? There's no reason behind it. He's not a football player. I agree with that. Buffalo didn't lose that game. This guy, this one guy who's not even a football player, loses the game for them. Why 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 do we have to have it? What what for what reason? It, so you would get rid of kickers entirely, and you just go for it on fourth down every time, and not have kickoffs. Well, if you unless you want to punt, right? So you keep punters. You keep punters. Yeah, okay. kickers I've gone. I've said this. I have said in. this forever. Yeah, I hate when a team works their ass off all game, and then the kicker misses a yeah. kick that he should make. Yet everyone's killing Dan Campbell for not running the kicker out there. So I mean, well, not a different both. situation. Oh, no, different is it, well, because no, the no, rules no, are the, no, 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 no. No, the rules are the rules. Okay. I, I would love to get rid of kicking Fine. and make it touchdown and two point conversions only, and you would have to uh, adjust the rules and the alignments so that a team can't just guard the end zone with eleven guys. I got you, but. To go back up seventeen, yeah, yeah, I would have kicked that a hundred times out of a hundred. I got it. I mean, the the franchises like the Vikings with the ninety eight championship game, the Bills with the Scott Norwood, the Bills this time, they're franchises that would I know be different, change yeah. forever you if they rewrite. got rid of that stupid ass thing. You'd rewrite history. Yeah. God. And the, Vinatieri. Yeah, the dog. Patriots don't win as many Super Bowls, yeah. probably. And, and Bill did mention that about how yeah, you know, yeah. 
Larry's making the point about how Bill's history would be different, and for or for Bill, it's you know everything's it great. It would all be different. Terry, yeah, dog's been screaming about this all week too. Except he keeps butchering No Shock, the kicker's name for the Lions. But he's like, I checked his stats from last year from forty to forty nine. He's eleven to thirty. That Bagley, he's a good kicker. Meanwhile, it's Badgley. Yeah. So that's always. Are fun. we surprised? No, no. <laughs> and uh, Simmons did follow up when, and I love the way he termed this because Larry, being the Jet fan, he goes, "So if seven kids Sala, that's what he calls him, seven kids Sala." Did away with the kicker next year and just did fourth down and punting. Would you be on board? He's like, yeah, I will. Yeah. So, <laughs> sure. Yeah, we'll see if that actually happens. One other one here, as uh, Larry got wind of Bill being a big wrestling guy, did not did not care for that. You watch wrestling? Yeah. What is that? You're out, you're out on wrestling. Are you? What? What is this with you and wrestling? This goes back to being a kid. Yeah, I, I watched it when I was a kid too. <laughs> and, and then I realized it was fixed and I stopped watching. So, so matter of fact, his voice gets so high too, which is fun. So, How old is he now? Oh, man. Well, I figured you'd know. He's got to be in his Just 70s. Just Google it. 70s, right? right? Uh, 76. Yeah. Damn. He's got plenty of energy. Yeah, no, no doubt. Good for him. All right, let's do moment of the day. It's brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. (laughs) So, look, the O's stuff was awesome. Hard to condense all of that, obviously. Uh, So I went back so much earlier in the morning mentioning how uh, Keith McPherson placed a call to the afternoon show yesterday to educate them on Aaron Boone and how he actually has two adopted kids from (laughs) Haiti. And they were kind of poking fun of him. Family went on vacation to Uruguay. So Keith providing some context there. You guys did not realize that either. And that led to this. There are some really good people out there. I was there. just yeah. about to say that. Like yeah. that, like when, when I'm judging the, the, the core of somebody, like the thing that you can't top is the adopting a child yes. thing. I did know they had like, like they had their own kids and they adopted a few kids that I I'm pretty sure I knew well, they were from another country. Especially if you have, you have your own kids and then you're yeah. now adopting kids from these third world countries. Mm-hmm. Think about the two different spectrums. <laughs> we got a guy who's got their own kids and they're adopting kids in need and they do it willingly and they provide them love and a home and send them to college. We work with a guy who adopted a dog and wants to give away the dog. <laughs> <laughs> complains about it on his Instagram story. Tells other people not to get dogs. Worst mistake of his oh, life. Yeah, worst God. mistake of his life. Oh, boy. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Boons have a Haitian valedictorian. <laughs> Incredible. If I ever met Aaron Boone, I'd be like, you regret that at all? <laughs> oh, you want a dog? Yeah, right. <laughs> Hey, empty nester, your kids are in college. I got a dog to keep you company. Oh, man. You can offer the dog and a farmer's dog subscription of some sort. And just a little package deal. There you go. Very good, CeeLo. We will see you when now? Uh, After your Vegas trip, that's for damn sure. Yeah, there's a couple times in February. Yes. Then I'm away. We'll look forward to that. All right, perfect. Safe travels. Uh, Yes, CeeLo, we'll see you soon. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. All right, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So out in Vegas, we're going to be doing the show from 3 to 7 in the morning. We're not going to be on Radio Row, so it's going to be tricky with guests. And we don't love putting on a ton of guests anyway, but there's going to be a couple of special ones that we're excited about. I believe Randy Moss is actually going to stop wow. by, scheduled to appear. That's so that, cool. is, that is a very, very cool one. I haven't had the opportunity to interview him. I've been around him a couple of times. Obviously, I got to make sure I pack that yes, picture. Yes, you should me bring and, that. Me and him and Turks and Caicos in the water together. See so if he has any recollection of that. 
Um, but I have been around him as a fan, never had a chance to interview him, so I'm very excited about that. James Brown of the NFL Today is going to stop by uh, at some point. And maybe Drew Barrymore, she said she might come by our show. That would be awesome. Gary V said he's coming. Oh, yeah, that's awesome, too. Gary V. So that'll be uh, that'll be fun. So another thing I thought about, though, is because we're not. I mean, let's get real. We're not going over to Radio Row. We're not going to go over to Media Day. We're just not doing those things. It's too late. And that's not the type of show we do. You know, so uh, I was thinking there are two guys that are going to be out there and one's going to be there the whole week. The other one is in, in working for Odyssey. The other guy is working for that Vinny Tickets or Sports Bash and Peter Schwartz, and he's getting sent out there. So I don't want to ask him for anything because, one, he's going to ask to be paid by Odyssey, which then I'll get yelled at. And, two, if if he doesn't get paid from Odyssey, he's going to demand tickets to some event, some impossible okay. event. So the other guy I was thinking about sending over there to maybe get some stuff for us, like fun stuff, is, is Zach Gelb of CBS Sports Radio because Zach Gelb loves talking to people. Yeah, yeah. He loves a guest. So I'm thinking we can't have Zach ask football questions, like real football questions. So we have him ask like stuff that would be good for our show. So this morning, I was just sitting back in my office. I came up with two, two questions each so far that I'm gonna, we're going to work on this together. But two questions each so far, two for 49ers players, two for Chiefs players. The, the first 49ers, I mean, the first Chiefs player question that I came up with that I want Zach to ask to any Chiefs player he, he comes up to. What was your favorite Kadarius Tony injury this year? You could get a good reaction out of that, right? And Zach could play it off without getting punched in the face by saying, these are listener questions. Mm. These are, uh, I'm just going to open up my ex account and start reading some if of the questions. If he does it. Remember, Zach does this. He records like interviews to air. I know. He'll do it for us. I okay. think so. All right. I haven't asked him yet, but I feel like he will. Um, here's another one to a Chiefs player. How popular would Taylor Swift be if she could actually sing? Ooh, like that was I, that's that could get him in trouble. From who? Because the, you could get one of the players in trouble. Okay, well it's the, the, it's their media training that has to come I... into play here, right? <laughs> yes, that is true. Okay, you're right. Uh, all right, to the Forty ers players, I've got uh, two quick ones here, and if you have any, just let me know. We'll, we'll, we'll okay. write them down. Um, who's more white, Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold? <laughs> okay. You think there's an answer to that? No. Is there a right answer to that? No. It's close. Uh, yeah. I, okay. If you had to pick one, I think it has. To, I mean, the thing, Purdy. I mean, it's really close. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Brock and Sam. I mean, this is yeah the way they dress and everything. Okay. Uh, and then another one to a 49ers fan. Are there more 49ers fans or homeless people in San Francisco? <laughs> I thought that was another one that you could ask the San Francisco 49ers. That's fan. current affairs. I mean, that's uh, that one's very current. Yeah. I don't, I don't, hmm. I'll have to think of something to give you a couple. I don't know. I mean, it's election year. You can always throw something like that in there, right? Oh. Uh, yes. Yes, you could. If you could just ask, who are you voting for? People would go nuts. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. When I say January 6th, what do you think of? It's the first thing that pops in your head. <laughs> I mean, you think Zach would have the balls to do this stuff? Oh, yeah. I, I just don't know if he, again, if it's going to conflict with what he's there trying to do. Zach's been going to these Super Bowl things since he's like 15, recording interviews, right, when he did the uh, the internet show, and now he's got an afternoon drive show on CBS Sports Radio. I, yeah, I think there's a good chance he will do that for you, yes. I remember I asked Mike Biseglia that the last Super Bowl <laughs> to go up to people on Radio Row and just, I, I gave him questions. And he had the balls twice, two in two situations. 
One, he went up to Bob Baffert. I said, go up to Bob Baffert, the horse trainer, and ask him which one of his horses had the biggest penis. <laughs> and he did it. <laughs> Next to Bob Baffert's wife. What was the answer? Flying Colors, I believe. Was oh, he, gave the horse. An he, he gave an answer. He was like, um, I forget what the name of the horse. I forget. <laughs> but he gave an answer. Like, he smiled, and like, he got it, and he gave an answer. And then uh, I... I asked him to go up to the actor Josh Duhamel. Yeah, for sure. From Las Vegas. And say, and this audio is, is out there somewhere. People out here might still have it. And and ask exactly in this these words, why the F are you here? With actually saying <laughs> F. So he walks right up to him. He's like, Josh, you got a couple seconds? And he's like, he's like, yeah. He goes, why the F are you here? And just puts, And Josh, well, I'm promoting a movie. And he just answered too. I was like, this is not the way I wanted this to go. They were ready to go. They were ready with the answers. That's funny. They were ready to go. That is funny. So so you want to do this on the big media blitz night where they expect crazy stuff or just at any point? At any point when Zach sits down with somebody. Well, during his live show, maybe not. It would have to be. Of course not. He could be recording stuff, too. Like He's a guy who's going to record interviews and stuff like that. Because you know where you would get the better answers would come on the media night. When, because oh, I yeah. think they're expecting nonsense. You get to like Thursday, the guys have had enough of it. Mm-hmm. They're sitting at tables at this point, don't want to do it. You start asking stupid questions that on that day could get a little dicey. <laughs> Monday or Tuesday, not so much. Thursday, mm. Yeah, but don't you want the little dicey? That's oh, what yeah, you yeah, want. No, but I'm just saying it depends on what day you try this. You might get very different. Because by Thursday, every Chiefs player has been asked every Taylor Swift question Known to man. Yeah, but it's not not this one. No, no, I didn't say that. But I but they've been asked about her nonstop. They've had enough of talking about her by Thursday. Yeah. And so if he comes along with <laughs> she can't sing or whatever you said. Yeah. Might not go so good for him. Uh what, what about, good for you? What about uh how much does Andy how much do you think Andy Reid weighs? Think of mm, a good one? No, because I think that's that's nah. No, yeah, I, I think, think you guys that, would be like, well, I don't know, three fifty. Oh, they'll give you an answer, but I don't think that's anything that you're going to be like, huh? They say he weighs 350. Okay. Yeah, I guess. You know, no one's going to say he weighs 600 pounds. Yeah. Uh, We got to do something political for sure. We'll do that. We'll throw that in there so you can catch somebody off guard. Yeah, you could do that. Between Trump and Biden, there's a lot of different questions and jokes out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very easy. I want to sit down. I want to have a brainstorming session. and give, give Zach Gelb a whole bunch of questions that he can pick from. Fair enough. And say, at least give me five or six of these. Okay. And we'll make, th- we'll make them, somebody's going to get uncomfortable. They have to. Yeah, no question. <laughs> they absolutely have to. God, I used to work, I used to work in the morning and then go do that stuff. Ugh. My, my, my day used to start at 4.30 in the morning and end at 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It was awful. I mean, and then plus the stuff you were doing in the afternoon, because it's just really just like. Oh, monotonous. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just the raps and. Yeah, sound and in Dallas, I wasn't getting done till almost six o'clock every day because of the weather. The bus rides, I forget. I don't even remember what was it. The Packers I was covering. I forget which team I was covering, but they were staying like with no traffic, twenty minutes away from the media center because of Texas's inability to deal with snow, which makes sense, and ice also makes sense. That ride was taking like an hour ten each way because we were doing twenty miles an hour on the highway. And you do, you do all the sound, you get back, now I got to cut stuff up. I remember I was getting done, they're going out to dinner, I wasn't even, I was going to bed. That was awful. That I know, people awful. are probably like, listen man, you know, you're, you're at the Super Bowl, you're getting these interviews, but 
you've been in the, the business long enough and like you're having fun doing morning show stuff and then you have to go out there and like do these raps yeah. where you're like and live hits <laughs> yeah. Bill Belichick says that even though this is his fifth appearance <laughs> in the Super Bowl that all of them are different yes and, you know they're all special in different ways I think ways I wrote and, that once <laughs> yeah right special in different ways and you know, yeah different memories and obviously you know you want to yeah. win every one of these you know Super Bowl blah 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 Sunday yep. I don't know, I'm Jerry Reco you ain't kidding <laughs> just like Ugh! Now here with the Packers, Rich Ackerman. Yeah. All right, there, Chief. <laughs> Mike McCarthy, sir. Yeah, just <laughs> unbelievable. Yep. So you went and who, did Act cover the I did, yeah, Carlin so used to do it, too, I, right? I never did it with Carlin. I did two with Kevin Burkhart. Okay. I did one or two with Ackerman, who was a complete slob, uh, in his room. <laughs> He was. I, I always tell that story. I mean, just clothes everywhere. I mean, never for, a, for a germaphobe. I did Weird, a right? couple with Peter Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah. And I did a couple by myself. Mia Harris did a few. Oh, Mia was in, yes, I did um, in Tampa. Yeah. One year with Mia. That's right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.